welcome to the Built Different Podcast. Let's get it. Welcome, everybody, <laughs> to the Built Different Podcast. I am your host, Thomas Axby. I'm here with my co-host because this is episode three. Episode three of Off the Backboard. I'm here with Ricky Tan, V-Man. Hit him over the head with a pan. I'm going to get that trademark <laughs> one day. And then Matt Serrano, Slat, Mac, whatever you want to call him, he'll listen. He'll look. <laughs> But welcome everybody in. This is episode three. We're going to take a deep dive into the playoffs today. We're going to have some fun. Uh, but first, first things first, V-Man, what is up? Why don't you lead us off? What's up? Cleveland, this is for you. Um, I'm pretty sure this should be at the top of everybody's list. At the um, Donovan Mitchell going to the Cavs. Um, it struck me as odd at first because, you know, nobody really heard of it. Until it happened, because from what they said, the deal was constructed in the last 48 hours of it happening. I guess something broke down with the Knicks, or they weren't liking what the Knicks were talking about. But I guess they started talking to the Cavs, and within 48 hours, now Donovan Mitchell is a Cav. So, um, but as in terms of the deal itself, the Jazz definitely won the trade. They definitely won the trade. I'll take but the Cavs are not in a bad spot. At all. Because Donovan Mitchell is definitely still young. He definitely has... Donovan Mitchell kind of has the problems you not want your young stars to have, but you would want your young stars to have. It's more so of a, a growth development thing for him. Mm-hmm. Like, as long as he keeps like growing and getting better, he's going to be fun. Well, um, real quick. Loki, he, he got onto the team drafted and became their number one off the bat. He really didn't, like, have a chance to grow as a young guy. He just was basically thrown into the fire and was made a number one. So, like, this is the opportunity to really show yeah, that I little think... bit of growth, be a team guy, more or less, because that team around him is solid. Yeah, I think that this situation is actually going to be good for him because, like you said, when he yeah. came in, he was already made the face of the franchise. Yeah. And it was like... But there was a lot of guys around him that were like, they're older than him. Now he's getting that, not really the chance again, but the chance again to be the leader of a franchise. But the guys around him are younger than him. Like, they're actually, the Jazz really didn't depend on him to lead them. They depended on him to just be him. Yeah. The Cavs are kind of going to depend on him to lead them. Because they're younger than him. He knows more about this than they do. Obviously, I'm not expecting anything crazy within the first year or even two years, but three years down the line, it, it, it could be something if everybody keeps really developing the way team. that they're supposed to. Um, I really like the pairing with him and Jared Allen. Um, I feel like they're going to be great. The backcourt of him and Darius Garland is great because on the nights that Garland is struggling, he could pick it up. On the nights that he's struggling, um. Garland could pick Garland. it up. Sorry, yeah. I just do a fucking like. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Garland could pick it up. They still got Karis Levert, Isaac um, Okoro, Kevin. Yeah, Love. Isaac Okoro is they good. Got, they got Kevin guys. Love coming off the bench. Ru- Ricky like, Rubio off the it, bench for the team is crazy. Yeah, 
Evan Mobley. Wow, I'm, I'm don't know how I just didn't mention Evan Mobley before the rest of those guys, but Evan Mobley, runner up for rookie of the year last year. So the team has talent. Definitely has talent. They they lost the trade, but they definitely did gain some value back. They didn't get fleeced all the way like any yeah. other Danny Ainge vic- victim. But I mean, to me, to me, I think it was more closer to an even trade than anyone winning or losing. Um, it's definitely better than the Gobert trade, in my opinion, for uh, the res- uh, receiving team of the players. So Cavs. Got got away with it much better than the fucking Timberwolves did. Oh yeah, sold the bag. In terms of of what the Jazz got back, the only reason why I said that you could say that the Jazz won the the Jazz won the trade is because of obviously how many draft picks they got back. You never know what those picks could turn into. You have no idea what those picks could turn into. But the thing for so yeah, we can't really say that the Cavs won the trade until we see what those draft picks become. Once those draft picks bust or they hit, then we can really discuss like who really won the trade after that. But to me, until, at just face value, um, Colin Sexton and Donovan Mitchell aren't too like they're almost the same player. But yeah, obviously, yeah, Donovan yeah. Mitchell is better. But Colin Sexton can do damn near everything Donovan Mitchell can do. So the Jazz can literally stick him in Donovan Mitchell's spot. Yeah, and just say here, here's. Great value, Donovan Mitchell, and we'll just run with it and see what happens. But um, a question that I have, because Tom, you have been awfully quiet, is now I've been holding my tongue over here. I've seen you guys are tweaking with some of your opinions already. Me personally, I'm not even a Knicks fan, and I didn't like the trade for you guys. Mm-mm. I'm pretty sure you know the details of that trade now. How would you yeah. have felt? If they would have went through with that deal, and that deal mm-hmm. was, is the one that got done instead of this one, I mean, like, well, let's let's be real. I'm first off. I'm really glad we didn't get. <laughs> I I'm not a hater of Donovan Mitchell by any means. I just don't think this guy is effective, like at all. Like I mean, at all. yeah. I think obviously. As time goes along, he will. But, Matt, don't even look at me like that. Just go look at the la- last year's playoffs. Go look at the playoffs before that. Go look at the playoffs before that. The only time he really truly went off was in the bubble. So, I mean, he's str- very streaky of a player. When he's hot, obviously anyone in the world would put Donovan Mitchell on their team when he's hot. But the issue is, is that when he's cold, it lasts for like 12, 15, 20 games mm-hmm. at a time. And it, it it sucks. And when you pair that with Rudy Gobert, you know things are gonna happen the way the way that they happen. So when it, as it pertains to the Knicks, I mean, yeah, that would have I would have laughed. I was just like, okay, okay, because at the end of the day, it'd still be getting Donovan Mitchell, and but it would have been weird because we'd be putting him next to. I, I don't know what goes through the minds of the New York Knicks front office when they like. I don't think they think of the outcome because when you think of the outcome and you think of Jalen Brunson, Donovan Mitchell, and Julius Randle being your top three, yeah. it's it's just crazy because where where's the facilitating in any of that? <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So I, I'm glad that we kept it. Um, I mean, as it pertains to the trade, though, I think the Cavs win the trade. I don't want to say they fleece the Jazz because obviously it's not a fleece when you're getting uh, four or five first rounders and pick swaps and all that. Um, the reason why I say that they win is because, you know, when you think about Donovan Mitchell, the one thing that he's been missing so far up to this point, because Mike Conley is, is booty juice, is, you know, a good, a good point guard next to him. 
someone that can just take the ball when it needs to be taken. If he's streaky, okay, you got Darius Garland now that can pick that up easily. So I think that's going to be a very deadly combo. And then it's not like he's losing Rudy Gobert because Jared Allen, I mean, he's much a more, better than all of He's a mobile. Yeah, like he's, he really he's yeah he's come by and really developed a, an offensive game that I think honestly we could see Jared Allen maybe score twenty points a game this year just because of the pressure that's going to be off of him with Donovan Mitchell on the yeah. floor and how yeah. much they're going to be focused on those guards. He's going to have some very easy looks in the paint, and he's he's a really great defender. So honestly, if I'm Donovan Mitchell, I, I love this situation. Now the only reason I would say that they would lose the trade is if they fall apart within the next five years, which I don't see happening yeah. because you got guys that are going to be good for obviously the next five years plus. So if they keep this together, which we know the Cavs most likely can keep this together with all the revenue that LeBron brought them, I think they'll be all right. Because if they can keep this core, they're going to be a threat in the East for the next five I years. I feel like those draft picks are going to not amount to anything. I feel really. like now the Cavs are kind of competing for like the best starting five in the league. Like, as far as like, a whole unit. Every, like, they're not overwhelming crazy. at any position, yeah. but they're very no good at every team, position. But, yeah, it's a solid I don't know, man. This, this combination, like, I know I just shitted on Donovan Mitchell a whole uh, bunch, but the combination of him and Garland. Like, Darius crazy. Garland is above an average point guard. Donovan Mitchell yeah. is an above an average shooting guard. Karis LeVert is right on the verge of being over the average small forward. Evan Mobley is pretty much over being the average power forward. Oh my god, and I'm Jared Evan Allen Mobley, is the borderline all star. <laughs> he was an all star last year. Yeah, he I was mean, an all star last year. But still. Yeah. So, and like, that's another thing is that like I think this is gonna work greatly because of how fast Mitchell and um, yeah Mitchell and Garland. Es- especially if Kevin Love, especially yeah. if Kevin Love can keep doing what he's doing off the bench. Yeah, yeah. just being a leader. Yeah. Yeah. Being and a then Mosley and Jared Allen aren't slow by any yeah. means. Right. They are they're, athletic. Yeah, they're athletic their so this does. is gonna be. Crazy. I think the only they, they might fly all over the. Court. I think the only way it does, it's a L for the Cavs, not even if they fall apart or anything, if Donovan Mitchell leaves when it's his free agency time, because then it's just like all right, you got a couple, a few good years out of him, but then like. You just I threw mean, away I, future picks that you're, you're not even going to have Mitchell for during those years. But other than that, right, I think, and, and that's very true. I think if this team stays but, together, there, there's no L on either side. It's a good. The only way it's an L for the Jazz as well is if they don't hit on picks. They just fuck up on all the picks that they've recently gotten. For the Cavs right now, you're just trying to get solid pieces for your bench. I mean, look, if I'm them, them I right have the starting five that I want. Yeah. The starting five is good enough to compete with any other starting five out there. Um, 100%. Now you just need the guys off the bench because you don't yeah. really win championships without the guys don't gotta. You don't got a 100%. Unless you take Karis LeVert, put him on the bench, and Isaac Okoro on the starting lineup for dear defensive purposes. No, he, is the, he is. Yeah, he's definitely on the bench. Ooh. You can't start. Okay, that's, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I think Okoro in the starting lineup for defensive purposes and LeVert off the bench for pure scoring – then you already got your score. You got your point guard and Rubio off the bench. And you got your big man in love. You just need one or two more solid bench pieces, uh, and you'll be solid. Well, like you said, like you kind of said yourself, Matt. I mean, Okoro being there for defensive purposes is great because you can keep the offense through, uh, flowing through the other floor, uh, other four, yeah. uh, while he's there again playing defense, spreading the floor, whatever. But their bench. I mean, they got Nato, they got Lavert, they got Kevin Love, Seti Osman, 
Um, Dean Wade, don't forget about <laughs> Dean Wade. Shooter. Come on, <laughs> Dean I Wade. Mean, <laughs> I, I mean, I think like one ball. more bench piece, maybe. But I, I honestly, I think this is a solid team. Yeah, I could see them easily floating between like, like a five and three seed next year. I, I can see them being and the coach the is JB Bickerstaff next, next year. Yeah, hundred percent. Like they have the potential to upset anybody. So Matt, what's uh, what's on the top of your mind? Because I, I was gonna talk about the Knicks, but they suck. They suck. <laughs> um, so pretty much uh. The Gobert trade, I mean, it's happened a little bit ago. And, I mean, I was already, like, hinting on it right now or a few minutes ago when I was talking about it. I think, like, the Wolves low-key, like, they took an L in this, like, even more than we thought just because they got, like, three years of Gobert and that's it. So they got a title champion in three years. They got three years to be a title contender because he's got four years left on his contract. And I'm going to be real. I doubt he's going to be good all four of those years because he's already over 30. So it's just like Is he really? He's third he's like he's about to be thirty one soon. But Jesus. it's just like my whole thing Oh no, he just turned thirty with that like, is oh, like, two months ago. You you took the L alone by giving them what? They gave him seven Something first round like picks? That, yeah. That that's an L alone, but then you also realize that they gave them Beasley and then they also gave them Mandela. Yeah. Like, that's just you so gave much overpayment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You Pat Bad which they bench. turned into fucking You smoked your bench. Yeah. So it was just like to yeah. me, low key, like, yeah, that team could be a great like regular season team, even go off in the playoffs, which I don't know, two bigs that aren't crazy mobile, I don't know. And we saw that cat cat has fell off in the uh, playoffs last year. Rudy always falls off in the playoffs. So I hope it works just because I love seeing great basketball, but it's just like they got three years max. And if they don't pull it off and get a title in those three years, it was a waste because now their future is smoked. It's not enough time. You need a whole year just to gel usually, at least. Honestly, this isn't really hot, hot, but they're not going to win with Cat at all. No, I think they're not going to win with D'Lo. That's the person. Oh, yeah, for sure. I thought that was a given, but. Yeah, I I wasn't even considering D'Lo as an important player on that team. Well, what I mean by that is I think, I really do think Cat and Gobert can work only for the simple reason is that it's going to let Gobert focus on the inside and let Cat focus on the outside. Cat's going to have a lot more more energy on the offensive end because of it, and Anthony Edwards is is growing immensely. So I think my, my issue with them comes from they're one and two because. Like Donovan Mitchell, or not Donovan Mitchell, D'Angelo Russell is a, a bag of dicks on the defensive end, and then on the <laughs> offense he's not consistent. So it's like he takes away yeah, a lot. Well, when he's as out a there. point guard, how the fuck do you suck on that team? Like, right. Yeah. You look yeah. at the roster. There's no reason. And it like, kills me because I love. You got mad other people around. But it's just do he's, something. He's, he's dirt right now. Like, like he's not even facilitating right. He's like not taking advantage of pick and rolls. He's not doing anything off of screens for other guys. He's just standing out there being trash, and it's pissing me off. <laughs> I love people, bro. I love right, Like, honestly, I don't even see him try to make any moves. Like, That's he doesn't thing. even really try to do yeah, anything. He, shows he just zero throws effort, up bro. Every shots. Timberwolves game I watched, he, like – he would run the floor for like the first three plays and then go stand in a corner. Yeah, for the rest of the and game. he would know. have like right. Pat or Pat Bev trying to be the uh, floor general out there. Right, like why the fuck is bro? Pat Bev setting up plays? Yeah, why is you're Cat the all star point guard, bro? Like, what are you doing? Yeah, it, it breaks right. my heart, but yeah, right. I think low key, I think that that Timberwolves team, 
They're not going to do shit, and then their future is just going to get demolished because they gave up every first-round pick on the roster. I I think their future is just going to depend on Anthony But Edwards if you can't put anything on. around like him... If, if Anthony... Right, but at the very least, Anthony Edwards is a player that a lot of players are going to want to play with. You, you so can't do anything when you have 40-some-odd million going to Rudy Gobert every year. No, but I'm saying, like, if it doesn't work within this three years, I'm saying... Like the the biggest the biggest picture possible. All right, so like the, the worst case scenario is that they have Ant and Cat for the next ten years or whatever it's going to end up being. I don't know if I just want. I don't know if I'd stay. For Go, I mean, Gobert's a loser. Like, let's let's be honest. <laughs> oh, like, Gobert is just <laughs> like either oh, either way. <laughs> these next three years, we're we're not gonna. I, and I feel bad for Alex Rodriguez because he has no idea what he's doing up Bro, there. That, that the was next, such a random. Yeah, I don't even know why the fuck he did that. That shit threw me so off when he bought. I mean, obviously, he has people next to him that are telling him what's what. But, like, I feel bad because someone convinced him to go get Rudy Gobert. So. <laughs> oh, man. So, let's talk about the playoffs, yes, baby. So, the playoffs, man. Let's let's set a scene real quick. I think no one can set a scene better yes, than sir. me. Hey, go yo, for it. Pause. <laughs> So to set the scene, you know, last season it was pretty dramatic through the regular season as we as we talked about, you know, with all the awards and everything. So basically we had the Heat and the Suns, they're going in as number one seeds. Not a lot of people believe that the Heat can pull anything off, but a lot of people believe that the Suns are a big threat. So the threats, when you look at it, um, going into it, we all thought it was the Bucks or the 76ers coming out of the East with the possibility of the Celtics surprising everybody and the Nets going off just because they have KD and Kyrie. And then in the West, we had basically it was the Suns or the Warriors. <laughs> that that was basically yeah, the hype was that they were going to meet up and it was going to be a dog race all the way to the end. So on top of that, the Lakers missed the playoffs and the Knicks missed the playoffs. They were two teams that a lot of people wanted to see in the playoffs. Then obviously other teams failed, like the Wizards and the Pacers and the Trailblazers. All foreseeable. And the Kings, no. but those are all foreseeable. exactly. So when we when we talk about the playing, because obviously that was the first thing that happened. The Nuggets were able to separate themselves from the Timberwolves, as we remember at the end of the regular season. It was the Timberwolves and the Nuggets in a race for that that number seven or that number six spot. Which I mean, it didn't matter anyway because uh, in the in the first game we saw the Timberwolves beat the Clippers. So Vime, why don't you lead us off on that? <laughs> Uh, the Timberwolves and the Clippers. This was such a funny game, man. Yeah, man. This was such a funny game. Oh, like... yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh man. The 2022 NBA champions. <laughs> the Minnesota the Timberwolves. Yeah, so we're going to hang up. Going off. Right. He was on the stanchion going off. Playing tournament champions. Minnesota Timberwolves. <laughs> like, it was so random. That ending was so extra. Like they were crying, they were going off, and it was like the Clippers just blew the bag. I don't even really believe the Timberwolves really won that game. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. The, the the Clippers just blew it. Like, we watched. It was literally like watching both of those games for the Clippers. 
It was it just was like horrible. a car running down the highway trying to save itself from crashing with like a flat tire. Yeah, like... And it was just a very slow, slow demise in both games. Like, you ever watch somebody, like, try not to fall for as long as they can? <laughs> like, like, that was the Clippers. Like, they tried their hardest, but in the end, they just couldn't do it. Like... <laughs> But yeah, that awarded. Oh my god! That definitely awarded the Minnesota Timberwolves with going to the um with going to the playoffs, and boy, was it a celebration in Minnesota! <laughs> Standing on babies. tables, Stay crying, people hugging babies. Yeah, and, Pat Bev was like, okay, oh, dumping Gatorade. I'm just like Minnesota. All right. They were just. I don't think that Gatorade is within your team's budget long. yet. They acted okay. like they just came off of an overtime game seven NBA right. Finals W. Like <laughs> every bar was loaded with Timberwolves fans in Minnesota, <laughs> just crying and hugging each Fireworks other. Fireworks going off, bitches passing out. Like they were, all, they were like, almost more dramatic. They were almost like, more dramatic okay. than New York man. Confetti in the streets. It, yeah, it was. Like, it well, was bad. You should probably get ready for your first round matchup now. <laughs> but yeah, but all Which, in all, that yeah. game. Um, that was just an emotion-driven game, I believe. 100%. 100%. Especially for Pat Bev. <laughs> Especially for Pat Bev. Wanting, wanting to make the Clippers miss the playoffs. Like, yeah, that was a very that emotional was his, game. Yeah, that was his driving force for that whole game. Um, Paul George kind of just like, I don't know, playoff P. <laughs> playoff P, literally, like. Because he was great through, like, the first half. I'll, um, I'll take the mic here. <laughs> Psych now. <laughs> so, I mean, my opinion was that, yeah, I mean, the Clippers just blew it. I mean, like, you could tell as the game went along, they were just losing steam. Because, like, just like the second game, Paul George starts off really, really hot. I, th- I believe this was the game that he had 20 in the first half or something like that. And then he finished with 34 and he struggled the rest of the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I you're mean, right, you're right, you're right. You know, when, when you look at the Clippers, it it was just a big case. They were burnt out. I mean, Reggie Jackson was just like just <laughs> <laughs> like he was. He looked every like time he was I seen him, he was sweating. Profusely. He looked like Kobe in his last game. <laughs> like, like the way don't, he hit. Don't do and it, it's Kobe. sad because nah, Kobe was gasping for every every time. He Yo, scored he just ball. compared Reggie. He'll Jackson never look Kobe. like Kobe. All right, right. you guys don't know what the that. fuck I mean. Don't do that. So when it when it comes to the Clippers, I think it's just unfortunate because it was wasted. Because if they knew that the Suns weren't gonna be the Suns, or you know the Grizzlies that they were beatable, I, I imagine they would have tried at least a little harder. Because I mean it, it sucks because Norman Powell and Covington was everything that that they needed off the bench in both of those games, especially in the first game. Yeah, for sure. Because um, Powell, Powell scored 16 and Covington scored 9, mm. but I also remember a couple of huge defensive plays from Covington yeah. that they made in that game. Yeah, Norman so Powell was a on the, on the Timberwolves' end, this was just classic. This was Anthony Edwards just being a dog like he was in yeah, the playoffs. He, and he scored 30. D'Angelo Russell scored a random 29. I know we were <laughs> murking him. <laughs> But yeah, overall the the Timberwolves uh, they they win and move on. What do you think, Matt? I think it was just like it it wasn't really a game I really cared about like seeing because I knew whoever won that was about to get smoked in the first round. It was uh, on, but when I watched it and then all of a sudden I see the after game shit, I'm just like, what is 
what, what is the meaning of all this? Like that shit was just <laughs> blowing mine. I was like, what is going on? Like it was, it was such, it was a Anthony Edwards. Just I just keep remembering Anthony Edwards awkwardly just trying to fit in, and standing <laughs> on top of the thing, and just like yeah. <laughs> Like it's looking crazy. And I, I honestly love it because I love seeing the younger teams and the younger players like getting a foothold into parts of this league and showing that they're that guy and they're up and coming. So it was great for Anthony Edwards. It was great experience, playoff experience, the play-in experience leading into the playoff experience for him. So it was great for him, and I loved that. But it was just a game where I was just like, nah, nah. <laughs> <laughs> So when it came – so when it came to the Clippers, now they got to wait for their opponent. Who's that going to be? It's the Pelicans or the Spurs. Nothing else can go wrong for the Clippers, right? They get two chances. So the Pelicans and the Spurs, they play. Um, it was just another game where we – well, not another game, but this was the game that we knew basically the Pelicans just had to yeah. show up and they were going to win. Um, they do win. That's the last time that we see DeJounte Murray in a Spurs jersey. Over overall, it was it was just a smooth Pelicans yeah. win. Yeah. Oh, what do you what do you think? V man, V man, V man. <laughs> Brandon Ingram, such a dog. 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 Love that guy. I love Bi. I love seeing him get getting a chance to shine and get his and do big things because I always knew that the kid had it in him. And it's like, I think the acquisition of CJ McCollum definitely was a good pickup. Um, he was like. The quote-unquote leader that the that the Pelicans needed. Um, John thirty-two. Yeah, yeah, he was going crazy. Thirty-two, seven, and six. He was going crazy. Um, well, yeah, I think the, the the Spurs. Realistically, they had no business being there anyway. The Lakers should have made it, but I'm not yeah. salty or anything like that. <laughs> um, yeah, they had no business there anyway. I feel like the Pelicans team is way better than what their seating was anyway. Again, if they were able to, if they had CJ McCollum for the full season and they were able to get that chemistry down packed from the beginning, they're easily not even in the play-ins. They're in the playoffs automatically. Yeah. But um, yeah, just a yeah, it was a good one for the Pelicans. Good one for the Pelicans. Glad they made it. Bi doing big things. CJ McCollum, you know, pretending still, but that's okay. <laughs> Such a dick. <laughs> Could have did that with Dame, you know, yeah. but feel me, it's, you for know. sure. I mean, it was it was kind of like it was a preview, and we didn't know it. We didn't know it was going to be a preview to like a nice little Pelicans run, because uh, you know, like I said, CJ McCollum dropping thirty two, Brandon Ingram dropping twenty seven, uh, you know, Alvarado off the bench with twelve, Herb Jones contributing right, twelve. It was it was, it was, it was a just preview. a good team nice team win. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Good team win. That's yeah. why I said it was a good win for the Pelicans in. as a whole. Like they just did what they were supposed to do. Like, and for Dejounte Murray, I mean, he, him and Keldon Johnson. I mean, at the same time, they did fumble the bag a little bit because Dejounte was five for nineteen and Keldon Johnson was six for twenty. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, like you said, they kind of glad that they didn't win the game. And move on. We would have been. I say it's just oh, like, can you really been. say that you wanted to see the Spurs in the playoffs last year? Like that would have, bro. I probably would have never watched any of them games, bro. No matter who they was playing, I wouldn't have watched any of them. Cause like they're just the most boring franchise ever ever created, like in any sport. Well, what do you think about San Antonio, man? Um, 
not just not the whole series, just San Antonio. I mean, San Antonio, they didn't really have a team around them, Loki. Like, it was Murray, it was Keldon Johnson. Perto was good last year. Like, how were they but, supposed like, to win? Yeah, there was no way they were supposed to win. Low-key, um, C.J. McCollum was kind of that missing piece that, like, the the like you were saying, that they could have used all season. Um, that was a complete snipe. He, uh... Because honestly, I've always I always thought this it, when he was on the Trailblazers. Like, he definitely could be a point guard esque player. But when you got Dame on the court, Dame's taking that role, whether he's going to pass the ball or not. And so, like, <clears throat> CJ on the on the on the uh, Pelicans, I feel like is a great um, it's a great fit because he can facilitate. He can play the one if you need him to. He can play the two. He can just be that veteran leadership that you need on the team. He can go out for 35 or he can go out for 15, but you know he's going to impact the game certain ways. And, uh, yeah, my son B.I. was just he, – he's just – this year I just – I loved it because, like, yeah, people were, like, midseason, oh, he's just doing what he did last year. He's not growing this and a third. He's polishing his game. Every game you can see him just learning new things and getting better. And that's what I was loving about this season and then going into the playoffs where he was just bugging the fuck out. I Yeah, I I, I loved the steps the Pelicans are making, and I just can't wait for more going into next year. 110% on, like, C.J. McCollum being the point guard because it's – I was I was kind of iffy when when they first got him like how much it would really impact but seeing seeing CJ with a free full court and not someone like next to him requesting the ball yeah. or someone next to him that's a huge impact player um, it's nice because it was just like it was just free flowing basketball literally the whole way through it was just a nice tempo and that's what's gonna be scary if when throwing Zion into oh, yeah. it. Because yeah, of free, like, just bro, a nice we... free tempo that's just working and just like no stress to it, no intensity. That's yeah. what I saw from the Pelicans. It was just smooth. It was free flowing. They just did whatever. Brandon Ingram was just fucking walking up the court and shooting in people's faces. CJ just throwing it all. Yeah, and honestly, throw Zion you know, into that. You, you honestly, you know what it is. To me, it's like that's kind of like a perk to being a low seated team. Because when you're playing those high-seeded guys, you really don't have any real pressure on you because you're not the yeah. one that's supposed to win anyway. So, so it's like all the, like, tough. like yeah, of course, you know, you still have the playoff pressure to go out there, perform, you're playing for a championship, yada, yada, yada. But still, with that being said, the team across from you is still the better team from you. Everybody's expecting them to win. They're not expecting you to win. So you're just going out there, you know, playing – you know, giving all your tricks, all, you know, trying to be unpredictable and whatnot. And low-key, it always turns out to be fun because you never know what you're going to expect. That's why I oh, always yeah. love watching upsets because it's not about it being an upset. It's how it happens. Yeah, Usually yeah, when it does behind. happen, it happens in a way that you would never expect it to happen. Yeah, 100%. And that's exactly what happened when the Pelicans faced the Clippers. My bad. So to conclude the play-ins uh, on the west side, the Pelicans, as V-Man said, the, it was a huge upset. They beat the Pelicans by four. They outscored the, the Clippers by 14 in the fourth quarter. Back. After back. the Clippers not, like, I, I don't know. The Clippers, they rocked the Pelicans in the third quarter, I remember. I was like, okay, you know, I think it's done. But the Pelicans went on a run. 
sealed the deal. Brandon Ingram absolutely goes off for 36 and 6. My boy. Not 36 points, but 36 and 6. My boy. Uh, everyone else contributes. Larry Nance with 14 and 14 points and 16 rebounds. He's he a absolutely hustle, went man, off. Bro. He's a dog too. Uh, CJ McCollum, he he had 19. Uh, Trey Murphy was another one that it, it, they just have these guys yeah. that could just come in and give you like 10 yeah, plus points. Yeah, they got guys who are specific to roles that can just go out there. And Trey Murphy, I think one of you guys mentioned it on one of the previous podcasts. That guy is, he's a yeah. good, annoying yeah, yeah, yeah. player. He, he was at plus 26. Yeah, bro. They plus have 26. like, they have a lot of guys that just know their role. 100%. And if those guys ever get like extremely good at playing their role, this team is going to be ridiculous. Well, Matt, what do you what do you think about the the ending to the West's play in Pelicans? Yeah, and perfectly because I'm low key. Anyone who leaves the Lakers, I love you. So half the fucking <laughs> half the Pelicans team, they're they're straight Lakers players. So I I, I always just want to see. Us, our former Lakers shining, and honestly, the whole team was shining. Everybody played their roles. Everyone was doing the right shit. And as the whole West as a whole, like I said, I love seeing young teams really just stepping it up and getting a foothold in the league. And Timberwolves and Pelicans, that's what they did. They proved themselves um, to at least be a contender for a playoff spot. And I, I liked how it ended. Out with the old and with the new. For sure, for sure. And, you know, to conclude that whole thing, Pelicans, they, they go into that eighth seed. Now they're expected to face the Suns, which we'll get to. Very interesting series, very interesting series. Sure. So let's take it on to the East. And it opened up with the Nets and the Cavaliers. For the one time in these playoffs, or if you even want to consider the play-ins the playoffs, for the, for the <laughs> last time in the season, it felt like things were smooth and right in Brooklyn land. So the Nets pretty much, they went off as a team. KD had 36. Kyrie had 18. Uh, Bruce Brown, the legend Bruce Brown, had 18. Uh, Drummond, he contributed, and so did Seth Curry. And then the bench was kind of flat. Uh, but other than that, I mean... The, the Cavs struggled outside of uh, Garland. They were missing Jared Allen. Mobley was forced into the center spot. Drummond abused him. What do you think, B-Man? Yeah, this was just one of the, the cases of, like, how I said the, um, the Pelicans roster didn't match their seating. That's the same case with the Nets. They had no business being down there. Everybody knows yeah. that. If it wasn't for injury and the whole Kyrie thing, everybody knows the Nets wouldn't be that far down. Um, the Cavs kind of fell victim to that. There wasn't really anything that they could do. Um, especially it went, um, if I'm not mistaken, Jared Allen was injured. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, there wasn't really much he could do. But, um... Yeah, KD, KD was KD. It was just too much for him. It was just, it was literally just too much for him. I watched that game, and throughout the whole game, it was like any time the Nets or or any time the Cavs tried to make anything happen, KD was just like, "Yeah, nah, relax." Yeah, yeah, relax. Like, for sure. I and uh, it was like that really gave Brooklyn fans all the hope because it was like that. In theory, that's what Brooklyn was supposed to do to everybody. Yeah. 
like they were supposed to make it look easy against any and everybody. And honestly, after that game, it was kind of convincing. Like, yeah, I don't know who's in charge of these guys, but good luck. That's a fact. Like, well, yeah. Man, I uh. I felt so bad for Cavs because, like, <laughs> bro, there was nothing they could do. Midway through the year, I was sold on the Cavs. I loved their team. I loved what they were doing. I was like, wow, this is a such a young team doing such good things. I was sold. I was like, all right, bet. I'm, I'm, I'm all in. I'm all in. And then injuries were piling up, like a lot. All their guys were in and out of the lineups. This and a third. And then I just saw that they're sliding down that the seating, and once once the playing schedule was put out, I just saw, I was like, "This is crazy." Because like the game was in Brooklyn, and yeah, like, I was like, "Literally, they're not going to make the playoffs." I mean, given they they had two chances, but it's just like your first playing game is such a demoralizing one because you got KD in Brooklyn. Doesn't matter who else is on that team. KD wasn't going to not show up on that in that game. And it was just – and you're still down your all-star center from that year, defensive anchor. I felt so bad just because I This was is the thing, though. It was like team. the Cavs, they didn't really play bad. If I'm remembering well, Darius they Garland didn't. actually played pretty well. Didn't he have like 30 yeah. or something like that? Yeah. Yep. Um, but – like it's hard it's hard to beat Brooklyn especially but any like really good team when everybody in the starting five scores double digits. Yeah. And that's what happened to the Cavs that night. Everybody on the Nets team scored ten or more points in the starting five. And, and every time the Cavs KD would, had thirty himself. Yeah. So every time the Cavs would go on a run, K D or Kyrie, somebody would just hit a dagger three to be like, Fuck you. And it's just like it's just demoralizing. <laughs> it's just like, Bruce Brown. Yeah, it's, it's just demoralizing, and so especially yeah, when the other guys score. Up. When the other guys score, it feels so yeah, bad. Yeah, yeah, Because it's yeah, like yeah, at least yeah. when Katie and Kyrie score, it's like all right, that's Katie and Kyrie. They do that. But when Bruce, Bruce Brown, Brown is getting fifteen and like Blake yeah. Griffin comes out of left field and gets you ten, like you're just like and all right. Come Drummond on, bro. goes back to his. Uh, come on, bro. Like, it's just, we didn't plan for all that shit. Nobody should have to. I shouldn't have sure. to plan for a Blake Griffin 10-point game. Like, that's just absurdity now. <laughs> so now we got, the, we got the Cavs who are now waiting to see who they're going to play after that sad loss to the Nets. Um, and then the, the Hawks, they really just took care of business. Now, the one thing that was notable in this game was Clint Capella's injury. And before going down, he had 12 points and 14 rebounds, and this was after just one half of basketball. Keep that in mind. So the the Hawks win. They win 131. Um, well, my bad. No, sorry. But they beat the they beat the Hornets. So the Hawks beat the Hornets. The Hornets disaster season ends for me personally. My opinion on this game. I really just think the Hornets blew the entire bag this season. If I'm being quite honest. For sure. With how wide open everything was, they were a very deep team that could have benefited maybe from one splash of a move, you know, maybe trading for for one player. Because when you saw Gordon Hayward just on and off the court, you have to at some point replace that or at least get something that's suitable to replace that because they're winning. They should have did that after last season. It was bad. I don't even think that they were a deep team more or less like I think more or less like a lot of their guys are 
in and out of the rotation type guys. And Gordon Hayward is just – he's not a guy that is going to affect your team in a good, positive way anymore. And Terry Rozier, I'm pretty sure like we were talking – we might have been talking about one of the episodes before. I feel like he's stunting LaMelo's full potential. So it's just like I never saw – I don't I – don't, I don't think the players or anybody uh, folded this year or fumbled the bag. I think the organization just – that team is that team wasn't built for, like, a winning right away team that, at this all. This team definitely was a deep team, though. It's LaMelo Ball, Terry Rozier, Gordon, uh, Gordon Hayward, Miles Bridges, Cody Martin, Kelly Oubre Jr., P.J. Washington, uh, Jalen McDaniels. P.J. Washington was yeah, in and out of the lineup this, or, uh, for the first half of the season. No, but that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's it's what I'm like saying. The organization all, all that wasn't doing shit that right. was one, one trade, one trade of a, of a solid player that could have held everything down. Yeah, the organization. And now, now that you're looking at my, uh, Bridges not coming back, Miles Bridges not coming back, now – and again – you know, whatever, he's a piece he of shit, but he's yeah. a pretty good basketball player. Honestly, I really so, believe that he bailed the Hornets out. Because me, truthfully, I actually like Miles Bridges. Yeah, like, as, well, as, a as a basketball player, as a basketball player. And yeah. a rapper, I ain't gonna lie, Detroit. That's a fact, that's fire. But anyway, um, he bailed them out. Because if you look at it, he was really what was missing from that game. Like, Terry Rozier scored 20 points or more. Melo scored 20 points or more. He scored, like, 13 points. You're supposed to be the guy of the team. Like, yeah. if I'm supposed to come to you. Yeah, I pay you the money to come through for me in those games. But it's like, in those games, what, what, what do you have? Like, 13 points or something like that? 12 points? Yeah, he had he had he had twelve four and four. He shot five for eleven and zero for four from three. Like, that's terrible. That's like that's that's, that's terrible. Like, you gotta give me more than that, especially against like against a struggling Hawks team as well. The Hawks didn't play particularly well in that game either. Because yeah, if I remember, Trey was struggling so tremendously in the driving. first half of the fucking game. Yeah, Trey had twenty four oh, points. Because Capella got injured in the next game. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Still, yeah. Um, yeah. Trey had twenty four points. He shot eight for twenty four, and it was like when he's shooting like that, typically they lose. Almost every time, yeah. They, they but they, instead, instead Trey struggles and they turn that around <laughs> into a twenty nine point win. Like how? How do you lose by twenty nine points if Trey Young is struggling like that? Like for sure. So yeah, the the Hornets they lose, they're eliminated. It's done and cooked. Matt, do you have anything to add to that? I uh, I I really those two teams. I expected the Hawks to smoke them. I mean, whether Trey Young was doing good or not, I just didn't think that Hornets team was ready to make a playoff push or anything like that. I just figured the Hawks were going to make light work of them, regardless of who was on the floor. Um, just from their experience the year prior, going against the Knicks, beating them, beating fucking Philly somehow, getting to the conference finals, they just had the experience on their side, and I just think the Hornets weren't ready yet. They were still a couple years out, in my opinion. I was disappointed, point, point, pointed in, in them. 
I was 100 percent disrespected, dis- disappointed, disrespected. <laughs> yeah, like honestly, yeah, I was disrespected too because it's like, bro, like, bro, like I really had faith in this team, not not really to not to like to win a championship or anything like that, but I at least expected them to be better than last year. They literally had no growth from last year. They fell they didn't, in the exact same game last year. Like, you got no better than you did last year. They didn't add no pieces. As a franchise, like, that's, that's like, concerning. So, either way, it, it was we thought it was the beginning of something because the Hawks, they, they won. Well, we didn't think that it was the beginning of anything because it's the Hawks regardless. <laughs> Uh, well, the Hawks of this year, I should say. But the Hawks, they move on, and they face the Cavs in one of the... Uh, honestly, I, I'm going to define this game as sad. I'm definitely going to define this game as sad. Because we watched a really ailing, struggling Cavs team lose to the Hawks, where, like I kind of blurted out earlier, uh, Clint Capella goes off. He just abused, and then he gets hurt. So Capella gets hurt which was a major factor, in my opinion, in the Heat series because I think that destroyed the rest of Trey's game. And that was it. So the Cavs, just like the uh, the Clippers, thought that they were going to get a playoff series, and now they're out. V-Man, what do you think? I mean... Tell me what you think. <laughs> Tell me what you think. Well... Calm the fuck down. <laughs> um, yeah, it was just... The Cavs young and inexperienced, mostly. Because the game wasn't that, like, far off. They only lost by, like, six, right? They didn't have um, Jared Jared Allen, like like Tom said, so Clint Capella was raining hell. Like, they couldn't get a rebound at all until he got hurt. <laughs> like, once, once he got out the game, it was like, but by then it was too late. It was definitely too late. But to further point out what Tom said, losing... Losing Clint Capella definitely did hurt Trey. It definitely hurt Trey because he still didn't have John Collins on the floor yet. So they were already very thin at big, and they just lost the only big that they had again. So, A.O. Pause. But, um. Yeah, I mean, that. that's, it, it was, yeah. I mean, the Cavs, it was sad. Now they're out. After a very cool, I about to say, I think Cavs. it was I just so lie, sad, cool. just because the team had promise. Like during the regular we season, no one had them in the playoffs. Like they, they, they like showed us what they they were capable of. It was like yeah. it was and cool. It, and like it was you said, that was fun to yeah, watch. it was cool. So it was like once once you gave us that like that like sample, we're like, all right, want more. But yeah, hundred percent. Unfortunately, due and due to injuries and. Bad matchups and stuff, yeah. Yeah. Matt, you got anything to add? It's pretty much the same take as far as uh, the prior Cavs one. I just felt bad for the Cavs, man. I was fully sold. The Hawks, more experienced. They were more put together as far as just, like, healthy um, players. It was just a a tough one to see. But same pretty much outlook. Cavs, I thought we're just gonna make a okay run, and they just they were undermanned pretty much at that point into the season. For sure, for sure. So now the scene is set for the NBA playoffs. Uh, we're here, we're live. It's time to go. A lot of good series, uh, you know, to look forward to. So to to run down 
uh, the series that we are going to be seeing. One second. We're going to be seeing the, the Heat versus the Hawks, the Bucks versus the Bulls, the 76ers versus the Raptors, and the Celtics versus the Nets. You know, not, not, not a lot of things we were truly, truly excited for from the East, but we also did want to see some of those teams like the Bucks and the 76ers and the Celtics or, or the Nets, whoever came out of that. We kind of wanted to see how they were going to play in the playoffs regardless. And then on the West side, we had the Warriors versus the Nuggets, the Grizzlies versus the Wolves, the Suns versus the Pelicans, and the Mavericks versus the Jazz. Now, those were some fun series, some really sure. fun series. But anyway, so we so we move on into the the playoffs. So the Heat versus the Hawks, very nonchalant series. It was just sad. Trey Young was just getting up on shit, the dog shit yeah. beat out of him every single game. Yeah. Um, Clint Capella, I I truly believe this could be a hot take, but I truly believe if Clint Capella was healthy, that they have a chance this series. Only because Bam Adebayo was just not good Garbage. at all, and Capella would have probably abused that man. I, Capella would have abused Adebayo. So, and then that would have opened the floor for Trey because now Trey loses his big alley-oop guy. Um, just one, it, it was just constant traps of Trey Young, just constantly trapping him at the top of the yeah, key. Yeah, triple team. He couldn't really do anything. He couldn't do shit. So the, they go down. They did take one, but overall they go down. They, uh, in my opinion, go ahead. Nah, they, they, they took one literally just off of the strength of Trey. Yeah. Like him yeah. just saying, like, nah, I can't get swept. We're not going to lose all four. Yeah. yeah. That was literally it. But there was never going to win anything more than that without Clint Capella. Nah, yeah, nah. nah. Hell no. But like you I'm said, not even... like you said, fucking, he would have abused Bam. He would have killed Bam. Because Bam was yeah. being soft. He wasn't playing good. And I don't know what happened to that guy, but Clint Capella would have. I still think I still think, and that's the thing. I don't even know what Bam's say. problem is. Yeah, like, I, don't, I don't know. What for that a was. player that's good, you would think they would want to be good all the time, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, I just don't get that. One that's night such a tough can, statement. One night you can randomly give me thirty and, and fucking fifteen, but then the next nights you're giving me ten and seven. Seven and seven, like, dog. That's what you're going to get. Why? That's all you're going to get. And it's like, it, w- it would be one thing if he's just out there, you know, shoot if he had a bad shooting night or something. This man, just he just doesn't try. He just wasn't attempting. Like, what the yeah, fuck? Because just... I remember, like, because me, I was forced to watch his I game because I would do in-game bets to where he would get, like, a certain either points or rebounds. Yeah. And then I would watch, and I would just be like, why do I cons- – like, I don't – one, how did he how did he become one of the top centers in the league? Because I'm just watching a guy that it almost looks like this guy like is a rookie, like he's never played in the yeah. NBA he looks very lost. Um, oh, he looks scared. Like yeah, that's he looks scared. Yeah, he looks like, like he looks the whole playoff. So like it wasn't even just this series. It was besides one game where I think that was the game that Embiid didn't play or something like that. He just went off. But I was just watching. I like that. I keep watching Jimmy Butler give these fucking heroic ass efforts, and I'm just looking like, where the fuck is the other guy? Jimmy yeah. Butler. <laughs> like, like, yeah, and Hero wasn't really showing up in the playoffs. Lowry wasn't doing shit really. It was, was it like, was yo, Jimmy where the Butler fuck is everybody else? And it was sad. It, it was just sad seeing Trey just get. Oh yeah, he like just, that game after game after game yeah. after game. Again, there's only. I was just hoping it would end. 
Just hoping it's it would not much you can do when you're getting triple teamed as soon as you come yeah, across half no. court. Especially when you're that small of a guy. It's just like, like some six. There's nothing you can do when they're literally like, I know you're good at shooting from 30 feet and, and beyond, but when you're being forced to that all game, yeah, still having the shot contested, like there's nothing you can really do about that. Yeah, right. So, so the Warriors, they, they defeat the Nuggets, um, bringing it over to the West. The the Warriors, basically, they, they toyed with them yeah. all series. That's what I got. They basically did what they it was did like, to the fucking... Uh, yeah, they, they they were trying to get Steph back with off his the bench, you know, feet under him. Off the bench, he was going off. Yeah, Clay was trying to get used to playoff basketball again. This, was, this would have honestly been the perfect series for the Nuggets to kind of take... You know, take away from the Warriors. Well, not win, but like at least you know make it a series. Yeah. But they they didn't show up either. So the, the Nuggets they win in a pretty easy five. No, the uh, the, the game that the Nuggets did the win. Warriors win, Warriors win in five. Uh, there was there was a game I think that the Nuggets won where Jokic was on the bench in the final couple of mm-hmm. possessions because he you can't trust him on defense. But somehow he's your MVP this year. <laughs> Uh, but the Warriors win. They move on. Jordan Poole looked good. Uh, it was it was honestly just a cool series because the Warriors were just having fun yeah. with these guys. And it was a perfect – like you're saying it was a perfect series for like the Nuggets to uh, show something. It was a, a perfect series for the Warriors to just get that cohesiveness back, get everybody's rust off, to get – because they, they missed the finals for two years after going for five straight. So it was a perfect – they missed the playoffs one of the years. But it was a perfect um, – it was perfect for them to get their feet wet, get them back into playoff basketball, and start fucking up the rest of the league after that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Hey, man, what you, what you got oh, on that? Man. What you got oh. on that? Nah, um, in terms of this series, I just felt like this was the beginning of Steph Curry telling us that he's him. Because it's like literally throughout the series, throughout the entirety of the playoffs, but really like watching those games in live action and stuff, every time there was a big moment, Steph Curry came up. Like, the Nuggets yeah. would always try to make it interesting. And Steph was always the answer to it. Like, just big three after big three after big three. And I'm just like, all right, this, like, you you literally have no, you have no answer to this guy at all. And he was literally pretty much just showcasing that. Like, yeah, you have nobody that's going to stop me from doing this. And, again, the Nuggets had no answer for him. Like, no matter how good Jokic played, no matter how good anybody else played, it just didn't matter. Because Steph Curry was on the court. And that's really sure. what I had took away from from this series was the fact that if the Warriors could even play decently as a team and they leave it up to Steph Curry, they're going to win. Yeah. No matter who they're it was, playing. It was the beginning, it was beginning of the uh, Steph saga for yeah. his run for the It was the beginning of the end for the NBA Literally. last season. Literally. <laughs> Right. Uh, so we move on back to the back to the east. The Bucks defeat the Bulls. The Bulls, in my Fraudulent. opinion, I, I we went over this last I year. I wrote them right off. They, they, they um, it have was, it was sad to see the Bulls. It, yeah, I mean, for me, because it was they, the Bulls weren't a team that I had in the playoffs. 
um, before. Oh, no, I, had- I mean, I think I had them in the play-in, but not the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, I just didn't believe in it. I didn't think that DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine were going to coexist. I mean, they Ever. did somewhat, but, you know, Lonzo going down, I did think make a, did make a big deal. I just think the Bulls fully healthy aren't be- beating the Bucks regardless. No, they... Giannis was on a no. mission, even though he didn't end up winning the championship. He was on a oh, mission. Yeah, for he sure. was putting, up he was putting that team on his fucking back. He but was you can only do so much. Anybody. Yeah, you right. only can do so much with Drew Holiday as your number two, which he if isn't going to beat Giannis. Two, he's not supposed to be a number two for the team. If you're and we'll keep that Drew Holiday thought for for the next series for sure. Yeah, if you're going to beat Giannis, you're going to have to do it with a like a Herculean effort. <laughs> like yeah. it's going to take something real to beat Giannis. He's just not going to go down quietly like He's one of the yeah. truest there was like, just no rhythm. in the league, 100%. There was no rhythm to Chicago whatsoever. Yeah. It was just like they were bringing it down the court. And someone was just shooting. They're like, someone was just fucking bricking it. Just yeah, they it weren't was, using the shot clock. The they weren't setting anything up. They were yeah. just they're like the Spurs of the East to me. Like, they just don't do nothing. Yo, Greg Pop, you heard that? <laughs> like that's tough. He appears on the podcast. <laughs> Fuck you guys. Nah, I love Greg Pop. He just these guys. They're just not them. I'm tagging yeah. them when I release. <laughs> <laughs> get a new team. Get a new team now, bro. He's definitely they retiring. Oh, this terrible. Next year. So yeah, the the Bulls. I I didn't really think they had a chance. So they go. They go out in five. They did steal a game, but it, we all knew it just didn't matter. It was. Just it was. It was just. Inevitable. Yeah, it was just to steal a game. To steal a game. Sure. So to go to a more interesting series, the 76ers defeat the Raptors. Now, I, this, this, was, this was looking like a really good series at first. Intentional or not, Scotty, hurt, Scotty Barnes got hurt. was a very fishy play. Uh, but nonetheless, Scotty Barnes got hurt. That kind of took the wins right out of the Raptors' sails. Because as you saw when he came back later in the series, the Raptors started looking good again, but it ended up being too little too late because the 76ers ended the Raptors. And, I mean, Harden was still very deflating in the series. That was one notable thing. Um, Embiid was looking... That, that guy, that guy right there was looking <laughs> dangerous, though. I'll say that much. Embiid was going looking through like, injuries I was and like, all. okay, he was here off. we go, Embiid. Embiid and Maxi were go, Embiid. The fucking true MVP. Sure. Yeah, Fred Van Vliet shits the bed this series. He, he really didn't do anything for Toronto. Uh, Siakam did look good for what it was worth. Siakam looked really, really good this year. Gary Trent was our um, yeah, 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 Gary Trent. It, it, it was just, <laughs> they didn't have for me. Even with Scotty, they probably weren't going to beat Philly. But it's just once Scotty went down, it was just like it was what a six game series. Yeah, pretty sure. But it was just once Scotty went see, down. He's going was, seven. It, it was it was pretty much clipped when Scotty wasn't there anymore. Couldn't do much. Yeah. And I'm gonna say this right now, Scotty Barnes is probably gonna end up being my favorite player in the league. I love that guy. Yeah, he's a dog. I wish that guy nothing but the best. <laughs> I wish him. Oh, yeah, they got <laughs> he's definitely a dog. Hell yeah. But, so what do we got? Any thoughts on this series? Or are we gonna move on to the next I, one? I don't got nothing. I was gonna say, kind of like Matt said, I don't really think Scotty Barnes going down really made a difference. The thing that made a difference to me in this series oddly didn't make a uh, difference in this series. Made a difference in the next series, but Embiid getting hurt. Yeah, that greatly affected the Sixers' playoff chances and the chances in the next series. So, hundred percent, that was the only thing really significant that really happened in that series. 
My son Amit was getting hurt every game. Like, Something new was popping up. Just tragic, was, bro. Was oh yeah, down, just tragic. And, and like that's the thing. The whole that's season. why I love Embiid because he sustained like a lot of injury. Because if I'm not mistaken, it was his he, he his, his 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 face. He's he not trying um, to miss any more games. Yeah, man. he had something he wrong with his hand, broken thumb or some shit. But he's still playing. Like he's still playing through it. Yeah. And like I haven't seen I anybody that, that determined to play heart. through injury since Kobe did it. That's a fact. Like, honestly, I'll say this right now. I it, it'll obviously depend a lot on James Harden when I say this, but I think like either this year or next, I'm not going to be surprised if we see the 76ers holding up the NBA championship only because of what Joel Embiid is learning through all this because at the end of the day, these some of these injuries he's been playing through are actually pretty unhealthy oh, yeah, for sure. to play through. But he has this mentality where he's missed the first two and a half years of his career, missed time elsewhere throughout his career. He's not really trying to miss more time, and he's trying to go after it. And at that, at the end of the day, has turned him from somewhat of an immature leader that he was at first to a really solid leader. And James Harden, if what he says is true, if we can say, if we can sit here and say James Harden is a good, honest man, good to his word, he said that he wanted to be on a team where he was not the number one and that he can just here feed someone. Is. This is your opportunity. This is your chance. One moment. I, I really I, I believe I that. things for him either this year or next. I, I honestly days. believe yeah. that. Because like I said, well, James Harden, when he was in Houston, he was forced to do all that scoring. And, and that's what everybody wants to see and expects from him. But that's not his natural game style. His natural game style is the setting up other people. Because if you remember, even amongst him still scoring 50 and 60, Usually those 50 and 60 still came with 10 assists. Yeah. Like, he's a natural-born playmaker. That's what he does. He he's, he, he playmakes for everybody else. So him not taking those shots really doesn't bother me. It really doesn't. Like, I understand, like, when you need to score, you need to score. But, like, as far as him being a playmaker, oh, everybody doesn't like this style of James Harden. You got to go get 50 to be effective. I don't think that's true at all. I never liked that style oh, of James no. Harden. <laughs> I never liked the. James oh no, that's Harden a fact. Because honestly, if you want to be, go if you want to be real, he was scoring fifty with twenty five points from the free throw line. So he wasn't even yeah. scoring fifty. That's a fact. So it's like, all right, when he was scoring fifty, that your 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 <laughs> prob- problem with him was he wasn't doing it efficiently. Yeah. But now he cut that completely out and started taking less shots. So he cut out the inefficiency. Yeah. And getting his his teammates better looks, more effective looks, more efficient looks, but now it's still a problem because he's not actively trying to score. Yeah, we're going to talk about this on the next couple of episodes when we start looking towards next season. Um, But Maxi, he's going to come back after another year. Uh, I I, I just think this team, the right way, I think they got P.J. Tucker now. Uh, Yeah, they got D'Anthony Melton, they got P.J. Tucker. They're actually under fucking tampering charges for that. Yeah, for both of them. PJ Tucker. Yeah. yeah. PJ Tucker and D. Anthony. Yeah. Bell. Imagine tampering. Because, with no, because they're saying, that, that's, no, that's no, that's no. serious. Because they because got Daryl Murray and, and um and fucking James Harden, and it's conspiracy and. No, know. they think that they're gonna be paying because uh, James Harden took that pay cut and everything. They said they yeah. uh, they think that they're paying him under the table money as well, just so the team has more funds for uh, those guys like PJ Tucker and D. Anthony Bell. But moving on, your business for. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on, 
The Grizzlies defeat the Timberwolves. Um, in my opinion, the Timberwolves showed a lot of potential in this series, but they were still a walking disaster. Um, I, I think they had them. They had the Grizzlies. Like, if there was any series where you could say a team had another team on the ropes and all it took was just a little <laughs> bit more to put them away, it was this series because the Timberwolves. I, I don't even understand how this series was a thing. There was just so many people struggling. Cat wasn't showing time. up. John Morant wasn't showing up. It it was just it was, like it was rough. If there was if yeah, the Timberwolves fucking blew it. They they lose four yeah. two. I mean, realistically, it's a two versus a seven. But at the end of the day, they were in it every game. They were really making the Grizzlies They're struggle. Up on they a had it. Amount of those games too. I'm not even gonna lie to you. That that series was an eyesore. Yeah, like, there's a lot of bad basketball being played. I feel bad for all of the fucking the fucking Timberwolves fans because they didn't deserve that. <laughs> like they really didn't deserve that. Not even just because they lost. Because like you said, it was a two to seven matchup. You really didn't expect the the Timberwolves. They're in it till the end. Most but of them. bro, there was a couple of them games that you lost that you was up by twenty plus, bro. What? <laughs> what the fuck is that? What is that? <laughs> Just cried. Pat Bev was just crying. Where the fuck is that energy at? Where's all that hard work and I mean, tears, Pat, bro? Like Pat Bev and Ant, they had a good series, but it was just like Cat. You know, what Kat the fuck are you doing? My, my man Cat had. If I'm not mistaken, one of the games going game, scored four points. He had three attempts on one game, which was that one, and yeah, he had bro. seven attempts on the other game. He and the other, and then he had he had three terrible games and three okay games. Just and the same as I said about Miles Bridges. Wasn't shooting, bro. Just the same as as I said about Miles Bridges. These are the games that I pay you for. Yeah. I pay the other guys for the regular season to get you into a good good fucking position. position. Yeah. I pay you for once you're in that position to bring it home. That's what you're paid for. You got to show that you're number one. If you're not going to show that, then you're not going to be our number like, one. Like once you're in that position and you just blow it, what do I have you for? I'm trading you. If I was the Timberwolves, mm-hmm. I would have traded Cat after that. I ain't even go. I wouldn't have even got Rudy Gobert. Like they were literally, in my opinion, that series they were Cat just showing up away from winning that series. Literally, right? Because yeah, hundred percent. My whole, like through the whole season, I felt like something was written for Cat. Like that's how I was able to predict him winning the three point contest. You know, I I predicted you know them getting in. Like he his the whole season he's carrying himself as if he's him, so I, I not that I bought into it but like literally if you were just him in the playoffs you would have been him but now you're not him. Like I don't, don't want to say you're hurt team. because I'll get canceled. <laughs> you just exist, cat. You just you're you just wild, exist. You're wild. You're wild. <laughs> like you're just there. And that's my issue is that if you're if you're not gonna perform like this, it's not like you have some athletic number four around you. You have Rudy Gobert around you. So if Cat doesn't work, Gobert's not gonna work. Fuck the uh, yeah, oh, fuck the Timberwolves, fuck the Grizzlies. So we we get to the Celtics and the Nets. Very sh- shocking, but we probably should have known it. Like especially me, I thought I thought the Nets had a chance. I thought they had oh, a yeah. good one, um, but. Celtics just sweep the Nets. I mean, there was just, like, KD was, it, it was just, it was simple. And it was like, this is why Steve Nash is a horrible coach, because he made zero adjustments through the entire series. It was literally like, 
the Nets run the ball down the floor. It doesn't matter if it's Kyrie or KD. They would have one guy on Kyrie, three guys on KD, and one guy to to guard everybody Mm -hmm. else, and then they would rotate as they needed. It was disgusting. The Celtics were snapping. Um, But that's the thing. Like, they made KD for the first time ever. I saw KD overthink and just not know what to do. And he was just, it was turnovers where you could tell. Like, he was just throwing the ball in the middle of two teammates because he was just so, like, just confused. And the Celtics were just getting him like that. But it's there was nothing else happening. I mean, Bruce Brown was going off because he was the, the one being left open on most of these possessions. Uh, but Kyrie wasn't really adding anything because he was tired from Ramadan. And Steve Nash wasn't making adjustments. I mean, Steve Nash's one adjustment was to bring Blake Griffin in. And Blake Griffin somehow... I don't even understand, like, it, it's like what you <laughs> said earlier, I don't even understand, <laughs> like, if I'm the other team, I'm not even considering Blake Griffin to be a thing. Right. Which is why he caught them off guard so, so much. Because, like, it's like Blake Griffin came in, and after four minutes, he's like, he looked like he just fought the whole game, like, he's like 40 minutes in, like, just completely put Brooklyn on his back, dropped 50 and 20, and he's, like, trying to win the game. No, he was... Blake Griffin on his last legs. It was tough to watch, regardless. His fucking fifty and twenty was just like eight and three. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, it was a tough series to watch, especially because most I know most people who were saying whoever comes out of this series is probably going to the finals because the middle ten thing, the seven third, and it's just like I, I also was one of them, and I thought that it was going to be the Nets more or less, but it's just like for them to get like put down that bad it's wrong wrong shot. team wrong time yeah yeah, yeah. i think they just, just ran into the wrong Celtics team had in the every, first round the, every game plan set up for them, except for because i truly believe the nets would have been done better against the bucks they would have done yeah. better against the 76 they would have done better against those other yeah. teams but, but it's just because they ran into the celtics yeah, defense even, and Kyrie was on really like, they just... set that game oh. plan up for them on defense and it worked so well That's the thing. I don't know. Well, if Chris Middleton goes down the same way, yeah, they definitely have a better chance against the Bucks. But um, I don't know, man. I don't know. Like, like you said, Steve Nash is terrible. Like, I don't. If they would have got matched up with the Heat, can you really say that it would have came out any different way? I'm not confident in that. Yeah, because they were low-key doing the same thing. I, right. I, only say, I only say yeah because, like, the point guard position for the, the Miami Heat wasn't the best defensively. So I think Kyrie would have gotten a lot more, you know, looks. It would have been a little bit easier for him. But I just – I don't think we're ever going to really get a full opinion on that because the Celtics, as we saw throughout the, the whole play, defensively, nuts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They had arguably two Crazy. of the best top five yeah. defenders in the league on their team. But that's the thing, though. The Heat is also almost equally great as on fucking defense. They just don't got as much size as. But just, like, but just in like in like a little bit of a different way, though. Because I, I believe also KD play could, like, KD would yeah, be able to do shit against the, the Heat, whereas he wasn't able to do shit. Also, I think um, the Heat's defense comes from just straight grittiness and drive, where Celtics, I feel, they have just actual defensive Structured. like structure yeah. and defensive like skills out there. I think the Heat are just like, we're dogs, 
we're gonna run at you. We're gonna we're gonna tire you out. What if what if Eric Spolstra's in the fucking like in his huddles and shit, and he's only saying like he's not like imagine he's not in there like drawing up crazy plans or he's not like strategically a good coach. It's just his. You got this, guys. I believe in you. It's just the most beautiful thing anyone will ever hear. You got it. You got it. Just keep going. It's, it's just hypnotizing. Keep playing. Just him saying, you got this, guys. And they're all like, yeah, we do. <laughs> yeah, we do. We got it, Colts. We got it. He hits him with the Coach Carter. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, the Celtics, they sweep the Nets. I mean, it was... It was shocking, but a lot of people maybe should have seen the Celtics thing coming, myself included, because I, I had the Nets winning the series. So, yeah, right. that, that destroyed my whole bracket and everything. <laughs> so the, Sun, the Suns, they, um, they defeat the Pelicans. This series I saw is the, the rise of Brandon Ingram officially. 100%. I think Brandon Ingram is now, like, officially official in the league as a top yeah, guy. He's a star in a dog and a top guy. Yeah, the Suns, they defeat the Pelicans. This is the series that I, I thought was officially the rise of Brandon Ingram. The Pelicans absolutely rattled the Suns over every single one of these games in this six-game series. They lived in the moment. The Suns were getting frustrated. I felt like this was the beginning of what I thought was going to be the end of Aiden on the Suns because, as you can tell, he wasn't. He didn't have the best posture. Yeah. Um, he Paul no wasn't passion. having the best conversations yeah, with him. Nah, hell no. uh, Devin Booker was frustrated. It just wasn't. It it, it kind of just set the tone for a Suns collapse, in my opinion. I mean, the Suns they still won with ease six games. I, I mean, it's not seven. Uh, the Pelicans are a good team. They took two, uh, but that the Suns won. It wasn't very convincing, but it was the end of the Pelicans, the fun Pelicans. I mean, we all wanted to see the Pelicans keep moving, but obviously, it wasn't realistic for them to beat the Suns yet. I mean, Booker was still out for three games, so. That also added to a lot of their stress and everything because they're like, damn, who do we rely on? Fake. But, I mean, he didn't play for three games, so he, whether he was injured or not, whether it was fake or not, he still well, didn't play for three games. So <laughs> it left a lot of opportunity for the but Pels. But I'm a firm believer because even, even when watching Devin Booker play this year, he had some great games, don't, don't get me wrong, but it was still just like, when are, when's the elevation going to happen? When's, when are you going to just actually like lead this team to where it needs to go? Because my opinion is that Booker. That's the I don't thing. Think that's he not has supposed that to be his job. Yeah. It's supposed to be, it's supposed to be Chris Paul's job, job yeah. to elevate him. Yeah, but at the end of the day, Chris Paul is an old ass man for. and Devin Booker is the best player. I don't think team, Devin so. Booker got the mindset of I'm going to lead this team. I'm going to be the leader. And he talks like it. He, can talk he talks the like talk, he's the fucking he, best player he, on this on this planet. I don't think he. Can, I don't think he knows how to walk that walk. I think he's just. That was the. He's problem. the only player in the league for me that can score twenty seven, and I can't blink an eye to. Like, mad underwhelming. That's, that was the problem with Chris Paul and James know. Harden. Like this is the type of player that Chris Paul needed the 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 dominant but but like submissive yeah. player, like. Devin Booker is dominant to everybody else, like the opponent, but he's very submissive to Chris Paul, which makes no sense to me. It makes absolutely no sense to me, but James Harden wasn't willing to submit I mean, to Chris Paul, which is what the, the problem first year was. they were together, though, it was still they were still good together. Uh, Chris Paul and uh, oh, yeah. Harden, they almost almost took out the fucking Warriors, but Chris Paul went and died like usual, you know. Like, that's why Chris Paul can't. That's why Chris Paul can't be the number one Never. on the team. No, 
His earlier year is short. So if Chris Paul, if Chris Paul is going to be on the Suns team, they're lottery. They're not lottery, but they're not going to. Wait, number one. I don't even play though. Scoring? No, I mean no. Just like 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 the head of the team. Best overall player, but don't you don't have to be the scoring player. Like like he was overall player, but the head of the Thunder. He was that. He was the head of that team. Yeah, but they still made him play the head of the team for me. He can still lead and be very effective, but like you can already see the decline in his game year over 100%. year. Hundred Like we can't. Like they use them a lot less this year too. We can't keep having the same oh, yeah, sure. expectation year after year that we had for Chris Paul ten years. We well, can't keep. Doing but at that. the same time, at the same time, yeah, we can't keep doing that at a certain point. But at this point, these are his best shots at a championship. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Again, he's not that guy. He's like not him. Here, well, we'll talk. We'll we'll talk. We'll we'll continue yeah, yeah, this talking. Yeah, yeah. Because the they won this series. We keep. We but shouldn't the, be shooting on them in this series. <laughs> the Pelicans. To to wrap up the book on the Pelicans, they're going to be really good this this Hell year. Yeah. I'm going to save a lot of what I'm going to say for them for the next episode because they're probably going to be a big factor because we're expecting some good things from them next year. Um, it was fun to see. It was exciting. Um, it kept this series exciting because we knew the Suns were going to win the whole time, but it at least gave us some excitement. Uh, Brandon Ingram became the this dog. This was Brandon Ingram coming season. out party, bro. This was his yeah, coming 100%. out party for real. right before our eyes. It was nice. It was to beautiful. See. Don't for sleep sure. on them next year, guys. So Hell to, no. to lose to to end the first half. Well, to end the first round of the playoffs. To end an entire franchise. To end <laughs> to end a, a good friendship or good duo. One of the, in my opinion, no matter if they didn't win or not, Donovan Mitchell and Gobert will still go down as one of the better duos in big picture things. They'll not, they won't get Some compared to good Jordan friends. They, they did not like each better, other, bro. Say shit. better for what? They did not like each other but either. Like, they weren't even good friends, bro. Yeah, they and the, there was a funny stat that like. I think Donovan Mitchell only only passed through Rudy Gobert like two two or three times per game this season. Yeah, yeah, two or three bro. He he did not like Gobert at all. Bro, Rudy so, Gobert literally gave him COVID. Like, he gave the whole league COVID. Basically, <laughs> the Jazz and the Mavs they come in this series. The Mavericks know they're not going to have Luka Doncic. Um, so basically, what we're thinking is two things, and it's funny that they played out this exact way that I thought it that almost everyone thought it would was that. Okay, the Jazz should win this series, but they won't. But they won't. <laughs> right, right. And when right. you say something like Luca's out, it should be it should be a huge a ton deal. This yeah. should have been like a Jazz. It should be a huge. At thing. least they win the first three games. It should be a huge. It, sh- it should have been. It was so. Bad. But they couldn't. But Jalen Brunson happened. Fucking and Brunson. then now the Knicks have him because I think this is one of the big reasons Jalen Brunson just goes off. Gets them a couple wins so that when Luka Doncic comes back, he can finish mm-hmm. it off. Um, the biggest thing for me was just the the atmosphere and how it ended. It was so storybook. It's how it should go for a team <laughs> that underperformed this badly. So to set the scene, Rudy Gobert, I don't think, was even in the final possession. Um, at the end of that series, I felt like they were taking him out a lot in the fourth quarter. Um, Gobert just couldn't handle it. Say because he was getting Kiva exposed was, on the outside. Yeah, he's been getting exposed on the damage. outside the last three fucking years. It's it's stupid because we shouldn't be able to predict a series like that. But it, it did. Like I literally sat there and said, Maxi Cleva and who was that other guy that they had? That other guy that was making threes that they got from the Wizards. Bertans. Uh, and then Bertans. Those two were making threes. 
Uh, I said, you know, the Jazz are going to blow it. Mitchell's going to underperform. Gobert's not going to not going to add much. But Gobert did he did he did do his thing in some of these games here on the offensive end, which was a shock. But it all boiled down to the final play. Donovan Mitchell absolutely falls apart in Game Six. It was absolutely unreal how badly he actually fell fell apart. And I bet on him, I think, to make two threes that entire game, and he only made one. <laughs> and he just kept chucking. It was ba- it was the really bad. But at the end, they had a chance to win. Um, Snyder draws up a beautiful play. One beautiful I mean, play. To to understand that Donovan Mitchell shouldn't be taking the final shot, so let let the play evolve around Mitchell and then find the open man. I thought that was a great play. So, motherfucker gets the ball. Boban or Bojan <laughs> I mean, gets the ball. Pump fakes. Dude flies over him. I'm like, <laughs> he's gonna miss a wide open three, isn't he? And then he just sits there. It was just a nice, slow, smooth shot. Should have made it. Clunk right off. And just like Donovan Mitchell did the entire series, he falls to the floor with his hands over his head. Everybody else is stunned. And the Jazz are gone. For good. It's over. It's officially over now that he's traded to the Cavs. Jazz, as we know it, are done. If that was anybody else in the NBA, they would have made that shoot. They still got Bogdanovich. That shit was saying. wide open, bro. That was literally a practice shot, bro. I think you like literally made that. after he after he <laughs> I would one hundred percent after he pump fake and he bro the guy flew into like the third row. He was bro, nowhere to be found anymore. That was the most he tried the most heroic <laughs> he, like, block attempt bro. of all time. Because I didn't even he see didn't a pump fake coming either. Bro, I didn't know he could pump fake. He didn't know he could because he didn't think that he was gonna have enough time to shoot it yeah. after he pump fake. So he just committed to the block and just and said, then he had all the time in the world and still missed. So, yeah, once he pump fake and sidestepped them, I'm like, oh, this got to go in. It got to. There's literally not another But we player. were watching that game, and you heard me say, wow, he's about to miss. As, bro, soon, as soon as he did the pump fake, I looked at him. I was like, yo, he's about to miss this. <laughs> bro, there was not another Maverick within five or six feet of him. <laughs> Like there was no, but there was nobody close to him, bro. He was wide open oh in the corner. God. And I Wherever was like, yo. he's traded to, where he's not going to be the same player anymore. I know I couldn't. Thomas said, "Yo, he's going to miss that." I was like, "Nah, there's no way." <laughs> 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 this bro. I was like, "Yo, wow." <laughs> I was just like, "That's insanity, bro." But like you said, it was just the fitting way for this team to go down. Like. And like I said, it was just like, like you saw Snyder just turn around. Like he couldn't even, like he was just like, are you fucking kidding me? Like you fucking assholes couldn't get along. You know, Gobert shuts down the NBA and Mitchell and Gobert just were like divas for like three years straight after that. And then you fuckers, and then fucking Bojan, I give you the ball. I I never give you the ball, but I gave you the ball. Right. And you had the perfect shot and you fucking missed, you bitch. Now, Now he's not coaching this year. I don't blame him. <laughs> I would be so pissed. I was. Oh like, my, because he's such a good coach. Yeah, for all great. that you, for all that you could have just kept Joe Ingles. And Joe, Joe Ingles, Ingles would have made, made that shot. He would have made that Ingles shot. Bro. I promise you, would have made that shot. Dude, he would have done the big balls. <laughs> like right. So that's that's the end of the first round. It was to me. It was. It was honestly as this season went along. I thought it was the perfect uh, first round. I mean, as we go along, some unfortunate shit happens, um, and then a good fortunate ending. Thank God. But who do you guys think was the MVP in the first round altogether? I say crazy. I question. say Jalen Brunson. The MVP in the first round. 
Jalen Brunson. He, he held that team together so Luca could get back. In the first round, he averaged 28. I'm rounding up here for uh, these just because it's like 27.8. He averaged 28 points, five rebounds, four assists on good efficiency. And he and it wasn't even just for when Luca was out. When Luca came back, he was still putting the work in, getting the shots up, making it on good efficiency. So I think Jalen Brown, just because like if it. he wasn't able to do that, who knows if. Luca would have been able to go Jaylen on the road. Brunson or Brown? Brunson. My, did I say Brown? My bad. Brunson. Brun- yeah, I was like, wait. Uh, did I say, okay. <laughs> if he wasn't able to hold it together and do that, who knows if Luca would have been able to carry it for as long as he did in the playoffs? Who would have known if they meet, even make it out the first round? So I say Jalen Brunson. I'm, I'm, a, I'm on the side of Jalen Brown. I say Jalen Brown is the MVP because, bugging, honestly, yeah. watch like watching that series yeah. – and watching how he led that defense to absolutely crush the Nets. I mean, obviously it was a good defensive effort all, all around. But when you really watch the intensity that Brown brought, pointing people to different mm-hmm. spots on the offensive end, he was still doing good. I believe him and Tatum both um, had a very good offensive series that mm-hmm. series. And I, I just think, realistically, on the Mavericks end, I could choose Jalen Brunson, but he gave, he gave the keys to um, Doncic the rest of the way that series. Um, and I just don't see an MVP from the Suns, the Grizzlies, the 76ers, the Bucks, the Warriors, nope. or the Heat. So I'm just going Jalen Brown. Okay, yeah. Not a bad pick at all. Who you got, B-Man? My MVP isn't even an MVP because he's not a player. Oh. Who we got? The Celtics coach. Ime Odoka. The game. He made Doka that game plan that he put in play against the Nets. Yeah. Flawless. Absolutely flawless and the record showed it. Coach of the series. You don't just you you don't just sweep Kevin okay. Durant like that. Okay. You just if don't you just don't do that. If we're naming an MVP that's coaches, I think Jason Kidd gets the MVP of the whole fucking playoffs. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. But Okay, we can talk about that. Well, I'm well, about to say that's still I'll debatable because Steve Kerr. I don't. It, Jason Kidd really came into his own this year. Yeah, especially especially him. after everyone was was saying like he wasn't a good coach because of uh, Brooklyn when he was there way before and Milwaukee and this and third and Giannis has always said like he helped him develop. It's just greatly. him learning how to be a coach and, and, and yeah. And then when he went to the Lakers, everyone had such high praise for him as an assistant. And then now Dallas, he he yeah he came into his own as a, a head coach, hundred percent. And like for me, it's like yeah, Brunson went off. That that was definitely a big factor when Luca was out. But for you to continuously have so for your team to go into this series without Luca, that's very deflating. First off, second off, Luca is your offense, hundred <laughs> percent. Like he is yeah. the entirety of the offense. So for him to come up with still a very good game plan and everything without Luca, I I thought it was. That was, yeah. that, that was that was definitely huge. So least valuable player, man. Um, Who's your least valuable? Player? I got cat. I got cat. Um, yeah, for me. Yeah, that's kind of yeah. Obvious. For me, it's just like you. The whole year, we're just gonna name all fucking Timberwolves. <laughs> <laughs> for me, it's just like you, especially what you were saying this year. It was kind of built like it was laid out this year for him to just like go on such a run, like. He his stats through the roof were, or his stats all around were through the roof. 
The team was not looking as putrid as it had the years before. Won the three-point contest, was going on. <laughs> but it's just like, when you go, when you go into the, uh, this series, especially after all the energy from the play-in game, in, in game two, you only attempt seven shots. And in game three, you only attempt four. And then, or you only attempt <laughs> three, I think. But, um, no, he didn't even get fouled out in either of those. He just wasn't attempting shit. And, no, but he was in foul trouble a lot. If I oh, remember. yeah, throughout the but series was, he was. But fault. that affects you on the yeah. defensive end. Put in work on the offense. Um, and then game four and five, he, he did good. He had like 30 points on both of those games. Good efficiency. And then game six, you went like, I think it was like six for 19 was in foul trouble, and it was just like I hate when centers put up those stat lines. It's like you have yeah, no it's just like six for nineteen. So why for the series? <laughs> for the series, if you just look at it on paper, he averaged twenty two and eleven. All right, you wouldn't think anything of it. Yeah, but get your big ass in the paint and fucking he, get some. He showed no shots. energy. Like, doing, he wasn't uplifting his teammates. He wasn't get, making them better. For a number one to be doing like doing that, the playing the way he did. It's 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 not acceptable. Ant has to take the reins of that team over the next couple of years and just pinpoint that it's his team and just make Cat the definitive number two. And yeah, Cat Cat was uh, definitely my least valuable player for round one. Me man, what you got? Like I said, we're just gonna run the Timberwolves over because I mean, mine's was actually deep. Fucking D'Angelo Russell. Yeah, I could see well, that. That's 100%. A good point. You just, I just didn't expect shit from before, dig in, before you bro. dig into that, the only team he did well against the, uh, in the regular season was the Grizzlies. Right. So, right. So the team that the you playoffs. played well against, for the team that you played well against in the regular season, it's it's like all his of only your thirty point dipped. games this year came against the Grizzlies. Three of them. Right. <laughs> right. Like. And then you go into the playoffs against them, and stat. you average eighteen. He lost me a lot of money. I just don't. I just don't. <laughs> think, I just don't think D'Lo is that guy. So like, it's just like eighteen is honestly but a high side is, for him, low key to me. But this is why the eighteen is like so like it's empty. Not demoralizing to me, but it's like, bro, like you could do better than that. It's because what he literally did with the Nets what was it two years mm-hmm. prior to that, like. When he was with the Nets playing in the playoffs, he would against Philly. Ben Simmons was the primary defender on him, and he still averaged over twenty yeah, points a yeah, game. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, he scored twenty five plus three times in that series. Yep, pretty sure. He ben Simmons later. Ben Simmons the year after that was the runner up for Defensive Player yep. of the Year. So it's like you did that against a potential Defensive Player of the Year. Why? All of a sudden, you can't do yeah. it. Like you're bringing not, like your numbers are your numbers are completely empty. They have completely. no effect on the game at all. Like when you were in Brooklyn, you were winning because of you. Why are your numbers so empty now? Like what right. changed and about I, you? That I you're think not Golden State kind of changed him. He has to fix that fast too. Cause Very fast. If I honestly think that this year's success, maybe not the next couple of years, but this year, since we we probably all still agree that Ant is still developing. 100%. Is that like their success is going to depend on a lot on him? Because like no matter what happens with Cat and Gobert, if D'Angelo Russell is good, they'll find they'll find their if way. If he can just be a guy but, to me, 
if you got Cat and Ant on your team, you don't even got to score 20. Just be active. I say be active, be score like around 16, but have like 8 to 10 assists because he can pass. He just is like lazy on offense this past year or two, I feel like. He can pass. He can distribute. The, he can do all that. Do it. This is This is the thing to me. It's like the Timberwolves are actually putting more into him than I think that they should. Yeah. Because I believe that if they would have included him in that Rudy Gobert trade, they would be in a lot better position than they are now. If they would have got to keep Jared Vanderbilt instead and they gave up D'Lo, I feel like they would have been in a much better in a much better position. Sure, well, we I, I have a different yeah, could, opinion on that. You, you I could, think um, that... What's it called? Ant could play the one. He's more than capable of playing the one. But they wouldn't need that because if they trade D'Angelo Russell, not Vanderbilt, and the you know few firsts and whatever else the Spurs wanted, I believe they should have went after DeJounte Murray. Oh, yeah, for sure. Especially since you gave the package that you did for Gobert. I would have I would have just flipped oh, DeJounte Murray Russell and... I'm about to say, because that gives you another dynamic, though, because that's like a Vanderbilt a at the four piece. and Cat at yeah. the five is still very valid. Yeah. And, yeah, Vanderbilt so, I mean, whatever. Year, we'll see. We'll see. having a great year, Vanderbilt. Like, I he was, was like, looking I was great. upset they just sold, sold on him this year and said, all right, let's get go there. Well, he's about to Bro, be the king in Utah. I didn't him pay attention to him up until, is about to go off in Utah. up until Thomas said something to me. Up until Thomas said something to me, I didn't even know who Jared Vanderbilt was. Like, this guy, he came to me and said, yeah, he's the hardest working guy in the NBA. I was high as shit that night, too. What? I'm just like, yo, bro, you realize that Giannis is a player, right? You realize that Giannis is a player, right? Like, I've never seen anybody play as hard as Giannis. So now I'm like, I'm watching random-ass Timberwolves games just to criticize the guy. guy. And, like, bro, he really was working extra hard, bro. Like, he, he was, was working, man. The, I'm like, all right, you know what? I can't even argue with this. He was doing all the every game things, I watch, he's things. diving all over the place. He's trapping. Yeah, he's doing he's all types. Of, yeah, bro. I'm like, all right, yeah, bro. And it's like, I really believe that players like that, they're inexpensive. Like, yeah. or indispensable. Like, you really can't give those players up. Like, just freely like that. Yeah. I don't think, like, yeah, Rudy Gobert's a defensive player of the year, but I don't think he gives you that type of tenacity back. I really don't. He's a defensive player of the year on only one half of, or, like, half of the game right. played. Like, he, he only can guard. It's a it's a trade feet. that we all would have made just... in on 2K when we were, like, 11. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We would have yeah. just seen the name yeah. of it, like, yeah. let's do it. <laughs> My team is unstoppable but like, now. But my, my actually it is going to Donovan Mitchell. I just think as you hmm. claiming that you're a superstar in this league yeah. and other people claiming that you're a superstar in this league, I think with Luka out, you got to be a shark and you got to just smell the fucking blood that's obviously there in the water, and you didn't. You just you just laid an egg. I'm sorry. Why would real quick again? Real quick. Huh? Real quick, yo, V man. Do you think? You think if the Knicks were able to get the trade done for Donovan Mitchell, do you think you would have this take? <laughs> no, because I, I wouldn't. I would have no choice but to be supportive because he's going to be on my team for the next several years, so I have to just suck it up. 
<laughs> but since he's not, fuck Donovan Mitchell, honestly. And fuck the people that think we should have traded for him, man. If you really think that getting rid of R.J. Barrett, Mitchell oh, Robinson, and, R- and no, R.J. Barrett, Mitchell Robinson, and Emmanuel quickly and five first rounders for Donovan Mitchell yeah. is gonna solve what our issues wild. and leave him with Julius Randle and fucking Jalen Brunson. With it, a shit show with Tom Thibodeau just overworking Donovan Mitchell and him shooting like six I think, for 37 I think, every night. I think Utah just didn't want to trade with them. I think Utah just didn't want to trade And with I'm them. happy. So they just gave a – they That's just said an off like a wild <laughs> thing just to see if they would go for it. I'm sorry. Like I'm glad the Knicks, honestly, of all the players that we couldn't get – like could have gotten the only players that I'm sad that we didn't get was LeBron fucking James and Giannis, and then maybe but like we weren't even in a position to get KD when when he went to the Warriors. The second time I'm glad we didn't get him and Kyrie, and I was fine the day that we didn't get him. I mean yeah I was a little pissed because it's like come on, but at the same time KD Kyrie yeah or um Zion they were set that well year. that that Zion shit was some bullshit. All right. We we were supposed to have the first pick in the draft, and we fell the third somehow. That is not the Knicks' fault. What do you mean somehow? Way in the, the lottery, first four it's still a are equal chance. odds. I know, but damn, yeah. <laughs> like third. I'm glad. Imagine if we fell the a fourth. The first four teams oh. have fourteen percent. We fell a fourth and get who the fuck was fourth? It was funny. Some guy that they said we should have drafted anyway. <laughs> It was funny. <laughs> so the Heat faced the 76ers the next round. This was sad. Embiid gets hurt. Um, that kind of took the sales right out of Tragic. Philly. Uh, Jimmy Butler was going nuts in this series, basically just abusing Philadelphia. Philly, it was kind of a good case of why did you get rid of this guy when you had every opportunity in the world to keep this guy? That, that was, was kind of what was shown folks. on the series. Harden still struggled, mm-hmm. but at the same time, it was kind of – Acceptable because Embiid wasn't really there. Um, Maxi was kind of starting to tra- uh, trail off. Uh, Tobias Harris, he had a good series, but again, way too little, way too late. And the Sixers are out. Kind of one of an example of superstar going down, team going down. That's it. Miami benefits off it again. Yep, for the mm-hmm. second 100%. time in a row. And. Yeah, uh, just unfortunate for Philly because I honestly believe that if everything were to go right, if Embiid's health were, like was right, they probably would have had a chance. But imagine the Heat fans, though. Like, imagine like you're a Heat fan and you're literally—it's like walking outside and you see some like poor old man getting jumped by six dudes, <laughs> by six dudes, and he's mad, defen- like defenseless, and you're just sitting there like. Get him! Honestly, because of in the world, like <laughs> sadly because of the injury, like fucking Tyrese Maxey was the only consistent player through that whole series. He wasn't even because everyone much, else though. was just shot. Yeah, it was. He's the only one who averaged twenty points a game. Like he was the only. Like one a lot of those was, points were in garbage time. I just I I remember that Philly was just over that that C season. Yeah, I feel like yeah, it's after just, Embiid, they were kind of getting everyone on their team was battered. I felt like after Embiid didn't win the MVP, he kind of just didn't care anymore. Like not that he didn't care anymore, but it was like the motivation wasn't there. The yeah. drive was a little, yeah. The drive was a little, yeah. Because now he's looking at it like, man, nigga, no matter what I do, it's not going to be good enough. So, yeah. But at yeah. the same time, fucking MVP, get your chip. Because it's like. But it's kind of the same thing he as, had, like, the... He didn't have his one of those this year. 
I'll, I'll go on record right like, now and say Jokic is never going to win an NBA championship. It's kind of the effects that like so winning the defensive player of the year did for Marcus Smart and the Celtics. Like after he officially won that award, he carried that swagger with him. Like and yeah, that yeah, translated yeah. to I the yeah, that, that translated back. into the game. Like he wore that one um the one thing to the game against the Nets that had a defensive player of the year on the back of it. Uh things things like that. Yeah, like yeah, that yeah, translates. Yeah. So, like, especially when you're in in position for that award, especially, like, one of the more prestigious awards of the NBA, you're in position to win that. The majority of the people believe that you should win that, and then you don't win it. It's kind of like, well... I've been like, fuck y'all. Now watch me win this shit. (laughs) But then, yeah, but then you got that, and then then the case of now, I say, then you get hurt. So now you're just double demoralized, triple demoralized because you got hurt. Twice. What is it gonna take, God? <laughs> what is it literally, gonna take? literally, he literally, literally, he had that moment. Like, what is it gonna take? Because for, me for to a beat, it's like he's getting his MVPs robbed. Ben Simmons quit on him for no reason. Like random James Boy. Harden trade. Like it's just not all this shit's just out of his hands. Now when what James Harden gets there, he's not healthy. More on what you said, yeah, I really believe just... that Embiid's gonna figure out what it takes to get there. Yeah. This is all does, good shit. This is all good shit. Character yeah, development. For sure. Because, like, don't nobody really win. It better be. Don't nobody win that early in their career anyway. Embiid's starting to get around the time that you should win a championship. So, if his time is coming, it's coming Hopefully soon. his body can just keep up yeah, with him. If his time I is coming, one of these next two it's years, definitely coming it. soon. So. I could definitely see it. So, the <clears throat> Warriors right. defeat the Grizzlies. Um, very exciting first two games. I thought we were in for a banger of a series. It was still obvious to me that with or without John Morant, because as we know, John Morant gets injured. I still believe with or without John Morant that the Warriors are winning this series. Um, but it was a little easier. 100%. It was a five-game series now instead of probably the six or seven that it would have been with John yeah. Morant. Um, Warriors were, again, we just saw them getting stronger as, as the days went along. They, they got stronger to the point where Jordan Poole was playing less minutes, which is scary. Um, because he was a vital yeah. vital part of all that. John Morant, he had two really good games before getting injured. Uh, the Warriors took their foot off the gas and rested for a game. And the Grizzlies blew him out of the water park. And then the the water park. And then the, the Warriors <laughs> come back and take care of business and win the series the next game. Nothing much. I mean, again, like I said, I believe the Warriors win with or without job. But again, another case. John Morant yeah, goes 100%. down. Grizzlies go down. Yeah, I don't. I didn't really see uh, coming into the series, uh, especially with how the Warriors are manhandling um, fucking the Nuggets the round before. It's just like, all right, yeah, I could see them smoking them within five or six games, and then Ja goes down. So I'm like, oh yeah, it's clip. For ja was getting too much in his head, man. His head was definitely getting big during this run. Yeah. He was, um, yeah, he was feeling himself. He was in his bag. But it wasn't translating as much as you would like it to. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I didn't really see much coming from this series outside of um, the Warriors taking that. Yeah, I really like I thought the Grizzlies lost the minute that they lost Stephen Adams. Like, he was the... He, yeah, he, he was, was a dog He, he was the only real reason that they were really keeping up with the Warriors anyway. Because everybody knows if you're going to beat the Warriors, you're going to have to beat them on the inside. It's going to have to be a real gritty game inside 
pace slowed down so they can't get out and run. Um, gonna have to force them to make mistakes, which ironically they were for forcing them to make mistakes. Um, so I don't know if you guys remember that was around the time where the headlines were can the Warriors actually figure it out? Like, because they were having like really bad turnover problems at the time. Yeah. So they were mm-hmm. like, all right, they're winning, but they can't win a championship with this level of turnovers. It's so funny yeah. because the so, Warriors were piecing themselves together through the entire season and playoffs and just won the championship. Right. Yeah. They they were literally every game they played, they're like they were just fixing right. figuring it out. And eventually they're, they're figuring, figuring, it's figuring it out the Warriors enough to figuring it out, work. trying to figure it out resulted in them winning. So we move on. Luca Magic, baby! Made me a believer this series right here. Sorry it took so long. 100%. Luca, 100%. He comes alive. You know, they tough when they up. They tough when they up. <laughs> Fuck the Suns. The Suns go down. Um, the Suns absolutely collapse. It, it was, it was kind of hard to watch a really good basketball team collapse this much. Um, but Luca manhandled them. Spencer Dinwiddie handled them. Um,. That, that light-skinned dude, Brunson their center there, game. he was handling them a couple games. Um, Aiden. Who, Dwight Powell? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dwight Powell. He was manhandling them. Sounds like that light-skinned uh, The Suns, DeAndre Aiden, again, it was just looking like he's done. I mean, he had no, no inspiration. He was just existing. Uh, getting angrier with the refs, angry, angrier with his teammates. Uh, Chris Paul... Um, when we get to least valuable player in the first round, he's going to be my least valuable <laughs> player. Because it's like, at some point, if you're this if you're this big leader that, that you're advertised to be, you should have been able to overcome this collapse. At least pulling your guys together. All right, so that was low-key like, my We're still a number one seed team. Let's fucking play I like think that it. Might be all but no one was playing like it. Bridges was getting torn apart defensively. Yeah. Uh, Chris Paul was disappearing. There was even points where they didn't, they weren't even putting him on the floor. Devin Booker was, was a ghost. DeAndre Ayton wasn't even motivated to even try to help. Their best player was randomly... And DeAndre Ayton well, not their best player, up, but Jay bro. Crowder was was doing his thing. Calling Jay Crowder um, the best player is wild. He was keeping them in it. <laughs> like, that one that I think game six, he was the only thing keeping them alive. But that shit was just bad, bro. bro. It was... I've never seen such a collapse for a team that was supposed to go all the way, quote-unquote. Like, it's just like, yeah, it, it was such a such a failure, low-key. Like, tough word to say, such such a such a sad moment <laughs> because they got manhandled, especially especially with all the game, uh, after game five, Phoenix blows them out by 30, Devin Booker take, the, you, everyone's seen the video all over social media, Devin Booker hit the ball at the end, from Luca like and bully. was just talking shit. It was yeah, low they just had so much swagger and all this shit talking and this <laughs> and the third just for when they up. dumb to get blown out. Yeah, just to get blown out the last two Bro. games. Blown out both games. So this is the thing for me. Like how Matt just said it was You didn't even score over ninety in both of those last two games. How Matt just said it was a failure. To me, it's only a failure if you really expected anything from it. I didn't expect the Phoenix Suns to win anything. 
I firmly, I firmly, I firmly believed, like I said, that their best chance at winning anything was last season. They already missed that. Not last season, but the season before that, when they lost to the Bucks in the finals. That was their best chance at, at a chip to me. Literally, yeah. it was written for them. This was their it best was shot. written for them. I thought it was because after games, I thought it was the last two. If they run time. into, if they run into any team that they played in that in that playoff run, if any team that they played was healthy, they lose. To any of them, if the Lakers are healthy, they lose. If the Nuggets are healthy, they lose. If the Clippers are healthy, they lose. But who is? But Giannis was not getting stopped. That's that's the only thing, like Giannis. But everyone on that team was also healthy too. But Gian, right. yeah, Giannis wasn't going to be denied. My thing, I think it was this year because first off, they lost to the Mavericks, which is it's Luca. At the end of the day, it's it's fucking Luca. But you now, were shaky against the Pelicans already. My thing is, is that you know after losing last year in the finals, I I, I expected them to come back and win this year. Only because you're running this, it's it's the same system with the same players, just getting to run it back, and it looks yeah. phenomenal in the regular. And season. how good they were in the regular season. Yeah, I had them going all the way. Through. Yeah, I said I thought it was going to be a, a rematch between yeah. the Suns and the Bucks, where the Suns win. So did I. And for that to just kind of just fall out the way that it did, because Matt, like I said, that their defense I thought was the only one that could do something against the Warriors. And again, as we said, the Warriors were just figuring it out the whole it. way through. Now the Warriors, they had an easy run against the the Grizzlies, and they had an easy run against the Nuggets. The Suns would have fought the easy. Mavericks. Well, yeah, it made it look easy, but it was still effortless. They they would have ran into a wall facing the Suns. No matter who won that series, it would have been a little overwhelming at least at first for the Warriors. But at the end of the day. If you make it to the finals, you're facing the Celtics, and again, I don't, I don't think the the Celtics beat the Suns, because that that would have just been a real gritty, gritty series, and whoever's the deepest team wins, and I think the Suns were the deeper team. So, I don't think the Suns beat either of those two teams. I I don't know, man. I We're just think, gonna have to agree. I, to I mean, after I think, watching them play in the think, playoffs, yeah, I, I can agree with you. But if we're taking the regular season team into consideration and seeing a system that. It was a system. It wasn't like was you, working you weren't getting like ma- a magical games. run from like Devin Booker. It was systematic basketball that should have worked. Unbiasedly, I wouldn't have taken them over the Warriors. I wouldn't have taken them over the Celtics. I wouldn't have taken them over the Bucks. I wouldn't have taken them over the Heat. And before, before the playoffs, I wouldn't have taken them over any of those teams. Hundred oh, percent. The um, Heat, bruh. Um, I'm taking them over the heat. <laughs> I probably I think wouldn't have taken them over the Nuts neither. I wouldn't have taken them over the Nuts no, neither. I'm taking them over so. the Nets. I, like I said, I thought they were going to go all the way, so I clearly... How many cracks did you put in your blood before you stepped on this show, <laughs> sir? <laughs> yeah, what? What? <laughs> Bro. I just, like you said, this is the another reason why I didn't think anything of it is because, like you said... They played the same way that they played last year. And, yeah, like you said, it could be the, all right, we're just going to, you know, get better, run it back, ah, ah, but you got to, like, think of it from the other side. We seen you do this last year. You're not adding anything new. We're just going to take the solution to the problem last year and do it again. And you're not going to have an answer for it because you're not doing anything new. 
So it's kind of like the thing. It's kind of like the thing with Giannis. How teams were building that wall, they can't build that wall anymore. Why Giannis is doing something different? If Devin Booker and Chris yeah. Paul and DeAndre Ayton, if they don't do anything different, it's not going to matter. Because you're going to look at the Suns. What's the problems? All right, Booker, he only scores. Chris Paul, he's only going to pass. DeAndre Ayton, he's going to grab a rebound or two. But that's about it. Until DeAndre Ayton starts demanding attention, he's getting you 25, 30 a night, and Chris Paul's going back to getting double-doubles. And Devin Booker's just going to have to find a way to do something else other than score. I mean, like, yeah, no, I'm just laughing ball. at the fact that you oh. said Aiden's just going to come get you a rebounder, too. That's so fucking funny. Bro, he a is, bro. To crazy. me, DeAndre Ayton is in the same boat as Bam. He's like, not you can though. Be, I mean, you Aiden can be can this score. dominating good you can You can be this dominating force. You're just not that. You're just not that every night. Like, what I think it is, what I think it is for, um, what I think it is for Aiden. The team has him on a back pedal. They have him on a back, uh, taking a back seat. They're not using him in any type of way. And Aiton is just getting demoralized by that. Aiton just needs to go out there one day and just be like, nah, fuck that. Get the ball. And that's and what he did against the Pelicans. I think he's capable. Against the Pelicans. We saw that against the yeah, Pelicans. Yeah, I think he's capable. Series. Yeah, he was, he was, he was smoking um, Valanciunas. But I think he's capable as fuck to go out there and just get, get the ball, demand attention, and go off. But he's just too hesitant. Like I said last episode, because the I team think doesn't have belief these players in just aren't going to work. But at the same time, I think at the very least, this is a better see. Uh, this was a better path than last year. I mean, I still. I mean, I'm with you, Beeman. I don't think they beat the Warriors, but I just no one was stopping Giannis last year. There, there. I don't think anyone was going to stop after he won a couple of game sevens. Yeah, I did, I, I, I did not think he was going to fucking lose. Especially though, you know, fifty point performances, just absolutely being a yeah, bully yeah, on the yeah, defensive yeah. end of the ball. Still, I mean, I, I don't. That's think... the thing. That's the thing. You know how you can't like you visibly cannot see Giannis losing to anybody. I visibly cannot see the Suns beating those teams that I just named. That's a lot of teams and a lot of cracks here. <laughs> like I just can't. Because I, I truly <laughs> think they beat anybody in the East. Because like I said, it's I a system can't. at the end of the day that runs deep because the Suns were able – what made them good this year is they were able to take CP off the court and still have a very lethal team on the floor. But And that's what they did differently this year. If you're asking for the one thing that the Suns did differently this year was that they got CP involved less, and it kind of helped because CP – before this series, we saw CP like ice games in the fourth quarter left and right. Through the end of the regular season yeah. against the Pelicans, he was wilding, scoring too. Um, yeah, he was. But what the Suns were able to do this year was keep him fresh, keep him out of the lineup, you know, a good amount of nights, or well, I should say out of the rotation, good amount of nights. I'll say, what he averaged this year, 14 and yeah. 10, right? They, they weren't expecting him to go and out there and the score thing, or anything though. like you're, that. You're, you're dedicating all this shit to Chris Paul, and he's still not giving you what you need him to give you. But at what point do we look at Devin Booker is my thing. Damn, he's it's already like, giving you 27 a night. An effective 27? A game-changing like, 27? Or are we just talking about bro, 27 that fills the stats? Without, 27's for if he wasn't. With, without that wasn't, 27, you're getting scored, blown out. You're not in the games. Without yeah, that, without him on the score, it's a completely different game. game. But at the same time, Devin Booker's like the king of putting up like ineffective-ass big-point nights. That's just it. I don't think it's ineffective. 
if he's not going to do it, I don't think there's anyone else on the team who will. Who and will that's or the issue. Devin it. Booker has to do it more times than not, and that's the... he does though. Not again. Yeah, like you don't know how many times. You don't know how many times I've watched the Suns still lose with him putting up those numbers. De- Devin is to the point where Devin Booker is going to put out those numbers regardless. Like, he's yeah. going to do it regardless. He's a professional scorer. That's what he does. And the only time at this whole season where everyone shit the bed on every statistical category in every way was Game 7. But, like, that was the only time where, like, no one was doing anything. Devin Booker... Every one of those games, except for maybe one, and the games he missed in the Pelican series, he was doing what he had to do. Yeah, doing Michael what he Bridges had to do until the down. fourth. Again, like doing what he had to do until the fourth. What you quarter. Say? It, it was. It what? was like it was always the same thing. Like Devin Booker, he he been like a lot of his points comes from one one run in the game. A lot of like he'll score like a good ten to fifteen. In one run, whether a lot of the times in the playoffs, believe it or not, and V-Man, I'm I'm sad that you're denying me because we did lose some money on this fucking guy Devin Booker starting off hot. Oh yeah, for sure. And then dying like several times. Yeah. Because he goes on a run, that's the bulk of his points, and then he gets his little, you know, his superstar points to get into the line here and there. You know, maybe getting one to sink, but just no true, nothing that really gets the team going or anything like that. <clears throat> You gotta change. You gotta be able to do it. You gotta be able to put the team on your back, and we can't look at Chris Paul for that because he's got to give it to but the guy that's, that's the gonna thing. put him on their back. We're supposed to look at Chris Paul like that. That's what he's here for. Like yeah, you're, you're literally the team's leader. You're supposed when it gets down to that moment, you're the one that's in charge of that moment. Right, and he's, even if he's, he's not always, scoring or getting bro, the assist, there's he's no, got to There's no duo that's passed the ball to each other other than Chris Paul and Devin Booker, and we know a lot of the times it's not Booker passing it back to Paul. CP gave this guy the ball throughout the season. There's no doubt about that. But my thing is, is like watching through the playoffs is watching Devin Booker be almost completely open in a corner three and still passing the ball. That's that frustrating shit. And we saw that a lot. He would be in the corner, get the ball, hesitate, or still, like, sidestep. Like, why are you sidestepping when you're wide open? (laughs) Sidestep into a horrible shot. It's just Devin Booker, again, like, yeah, we see these games where he can take over, but he's not taking over at the right times, especially not in the playoffs. He just doesn't have, in my opinion, he just doesn't have the right IQ yet. That's just all it is to me. He doesn't have the, a high level IQ to know to to be able to know the situational pieces of the game that can energize a team that can put the team on his back. He just I feel like goes out there, does what he has to do scoring wise, and that's it. Like I don't think he's a superstar. He's a star player, but it's another one of these. I don't think he has the IQ yet. Kobe and just not living up to it. <laughs> him, him, Ky- him, Kyrie, and Jason Tatum. The Clarence Rack Kobe brothers. The fucking three musketeers. <laughs> the three musketeers. So we All can right. move on. Um, we're we're going to go to the best series. Yeah. That, um, Celtics and Bucks. It was round. a war. I mean, it was it was fantastic yeah. to watch. Sad to see the Bucks lose here. Um, but the Celtics, I just think they played better basketball than, than the Bucks. Um, a couple of my good Bucks points is that, like Matt kind of referred to earlier in the episode, you can't ex- – it, it, it was tough watching Drew Holiday be the second option. He was chucking a lot. Yeah. Um, there was more pressure on him, which, I mean, 
if we know Drew Holiday, he doesn't react well to defensive uh, pressure on, on the offensive end. On the defensive end, he was doing a lot more because Middleton was out. Uh, I mean, it sucked to see the Bucks go out, but that was a hell of a seven-game series. Giannis was snapping the it, whole way through. And just imagine imagine if Middleton was there. If Middleton was there, seven I think the Bucks, the Bucks win this. Because Giannis is getting yeah. easier looks now, and that's just crazy. <laughs> yeah. Because he was already like wiping, he was wiping was the Celtics off the floor in a few of these games. Yeah, he was going yeah. off. And then some of those, the games that they it lost, was, that Giannis struggled in, it was literally a situation of that they got real stagnant. That was their issue without Middleton. Such, they would get too stagnant. It was stagnant. an entertaining series, without a doubt. No, no real movement because it's either Giannis going in the paint, Holiday like dribbling, 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 and then like getting stuck into shooting a really bad shot. That, that's pretty much what it was. Mm-hmm. And then Brooke Lopez. I love Brooke Lopez. Brooke Lopez. This series was a lot. Yeah, you honestly, this series was. Off. This series wasn't really to me about the Bucks. This was to me about if the Celtics were real or not. Because realistically, without Chris Middleton, they shouldn't have won. You feel me? But if the Celtics weren't gonna win. They would have lost to the Bucks, if that makes any sense. Like I couldn't. Yeah. If they got past the Bucks, I didn't think they was gonna lose to the Heat anyway. The Heat fucking suck. I thought that because, like I said in the beginning, I believe I firmly believe that whoever won out of the Celtics and the Nets was going to the finals, especially after mm-hmm. we found out that Chris Middleton was hurt and he wasn't gonna play. And yeah, boom. But um. Yeah, the Bucks were literally just a test for the Celtics to see if they were real or not. It's unfortunate that that couldn't happen in the Eastern Conference Finals, but, you know, easy schedules and shit. <laughs> fucking dirt, man. Easy schedules and shit, you know. But, yeah. Giannis, Matt, what you got to add? Yeah. Uh, I've already, I feel like I've already pretty much said what I had to. I mean... The Giannis, literally, like like we've all alluded to this whole throughout man. little bits of this episode. Yeah, he is got the most heart in this whole league. He will never super thankful. Not even just thing. play the whole game. Yeah. yeah, like Giannis is gonna be the guy showcasing this league for the next ten years, without a doubt. He is an amazing player, but though even those guys can't just do it all on their own. They have to have the right pieces around them. Middleton wasn't there. The perfect number two to Giannis most, more times than not. But Celtics just had their pieces and showcased them. So. Yeah. yeah, man. I mean, I don't think there's much left to say. I think you, you nailed it right on the head there. So who's your guys' as MVP? I mean, I think we we may uh, disagree. Luka. Yeah, I was gonna say Luca's my like, MVP. Yeah, yeah, Luca, Luca snapped. It's a, the, the they were acting tough when they were up, so he took yeah. care of business. <laughs> tough when they're up. Yeah, I, yeah, I think it's Luca. Mine that ass might be Al 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 Horford. Al Horford, we didn't have <laughs> touch on that. Because he was snapping of Milwaukee, bro. <laughs> he was he was wild. Yo, he's Al the Horford classic. Like he's the classic. Like wakes up, 
eats a bowl of fucking oatmeal, reads the newspaper, watches the news for five minutes, kisses his sons and daughters, uh, have a good day, tells his wife we're going to have some wine when, when I get home, baby, and then he goes and he drives his, his Chevy Impala to the stadium. I knew it was the Impala. He, he goes and he plays... But before he plays, he, he does a prayer. He's a really nice guy. Slaps some Bengay on his knees, elbows, shoulders, everything. And he gets in there, and he destroys Milwaukee. It was so beautiful to see. Old Bro, man Horford was, was just snapping. Just now? I love Al Horford. To be honest, just mad shit, bro. Like, I don't want to see a little bit. I want the whole we thing. Was like, yo, we was like, oh, yeah, yo. Hey, yo. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yo, that was hey, wild. We was like, yo, if the Celtics win the chip, we're getting Al Horford. Al Horford, baby. We're getting Al Horford. Oh, jersey, yeah, I would have got, got So The only Celtics jersey I'll ever own. My, uh, my, least, my least valuable player of the first round, yeah, I, I said it. it. It's Chris Paul. I mean, it was just a whole bunch of flat performances. It was like he couldn't even get anything going. Like, I almost... You're the, like, like V-Man yeah. said, like, I, and like, I mean, I know I can't hold him to too much of a standard, but like V-Man said, at the end of the day, uh, can you can you please say the line? Because behind the scenes, guys, we tried to record this episode. V-Man said a really good line about the Suns and Chris Paul. I need you to repeat that if you remember I, I, it. I really don't. What do I it's like, where are you leading me to? Do you remember it? Oh, yeah. Where, where are you leading me to? Like, yeah. No, yeah, yeah. You're supposed to be the leader of the team, but where exactly are you leading me to? Obviously, you know all the other... Because this is the part that bothers me. It's because they they put him on the same leader tier as guys like Braun. When you got a LeBron James-led team, you know where Braun's going to take that team, barring injury and all that extra stuff, right? But, like, if you're putting him on that same level, and I don't know where you're leading me to, that's a problem. Like, you've been to the finals yeah. one year in your career. One year. And it was two years ago. Like, <laughs> come on. Y'all need, y'all need to, to stop with all that Chris Paul's. Yeah, yeah. That whole <laughs> he's on the tier leader with Braun shit. Stop that shit. Do you stop guys have a different now. answer for the least valuable player? Um, I I have Chris Paul as well. I was maybe like uh, James Harden. He was injured. I'm not. Yeah, mine's... Not even gonna hold that against him. It was Chris Paul. Uh, it's definitely a toss up between Chris Paul and James Harden. I thought about Drew Holiday, yeah. but Drew Holiday, it's like he was put in a position. Yeah, he wasn't like with. you didn't tough. get Drew yeah, Holiday to be. You didn't. You didn't get him to be your number two. Yeah, James Harden's supposed to be your number two. Chris Paul's supposed to be your number two. Full health, all yeah. that. They're supposed to be the number two on your team. So, Fair yeah. It, to me, it's definitely a toss-up between those two. Like Matt said, James Harden's playing with nagging injury and stuff, so he so, gets a little bit more of a pass. But I'm going to set the scene here. I'm going to set the scene for the Celtics okay. and the Heat, right? So, yes, sir. Let's say, let's say you're bored one night, right? Yo, hold on real quick. I just have to say this. An, another player for that candidate is deadass Dylan Brooks. He was a complete no-show. He was a He mess. was a no-show. He was a he no-show in that series, bro. He was 17 one night or something like that. Yeah, bro. Yeah, he was, he was yeah, complete yeah, he was dog water bad. in that series against the Warriors. He did nothing. Dog water. Bro. 
He did nothing. And when Ja went out and he water. had the ball in his hands more, he wasn't nothing, even doing bro. anything with it. It was weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He but was, all right. He tried being that guy when he's not that guy. So I want you guys to, to imagine this scene, right? So you're bored Friday okay. night, whatever night you want to be bored on, and you go on Tinder, okay. right? Well, so okay. you go on Tinder. <laughs> your, your love life's really boring, so you go on Tinder. Um, you're swiping a bunch. No one's really matching, and then you match with this real mediocre chick. Like not not bad, not good. Damn. Just just a mediocre chick. You match with her, and then you know you yep. you guys go on some dates. You don't really like her. Um, you guys <laughs> you guys smash. Where the you fuck is this going? <laughs> Where is this you, going? You guys smash, and you don't really you don't you didn't really like it. Um, but you keep trying because it's it was the only thing. It was, it was the only thing that, that was available to you. Is he talking about the Heat right now? Chris Paul right now. No, I'm Where saying the whole series. Me? The whole series. The Heat and the Celtics. It was yeah, the only yeah. thing that we could watch on TV, so we watched it. And it was horrible. Oh, yeah. For sure. <laughs> yeah. 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 Agreed. Bro, that was the... That was... No, because on Tinder, this one girl that's actually talking to you while no one else is, that's, that's what you got there. So you keep opting yeah, you into it. And you just yeah. keep having a bad time. But you like, know what? You were one as well, and it was the only thing available. <laughs> like we were horny for basketball. I don't because basketball don't was closing, but we that. got we got treated we to some horrible games. But anyway, the Celtics beat the Heat in seven of some like of the worst analogy. games I've ever seen. Hey yo, bad analogy. Like that, you guys series, just don't understand really science, nice. right? And that explanation it's just science. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, let's get Brian Rhodes. So Brian Rhodes is our next. It was guest. it was a grind of a series for the Celtics. They they pulled it out. Um, Marcus Smart really shined here for his leadership and his defensive ability in this game. Also, you know, stuff in the stat sheet: sixteen, six, and six. Not the best shooting performance, but everything was was pretty solid nonetheless. You don't expect that from Marcus. Uh, it was an ugly series. I I feel like none of these games were close. Um, at the end of the, some of these games, they were close, but a lot of them were like 30, 40 point swings out of a lot of points of the games. Even like 40 point comebacks we were seeing. Like it was just horrible basketball all the way around. Yeah. I mean, Jimmy Butler again, it was like Jimmy or bust for Miami, really. 100%. And I don't yeah, he, it's not a, it's not a recipe for success. It, it, and I knew it was going to be that way. I knew it was going to be you know, they were going to try to ride on the back of Jimmy Butler because their other players weren't playing. Like, Tyler Hero was – if you thought he was invisible he last was series. He was, yeah, well, he was yeah, but, like – He was hurt, but he wasn't – he also wasn't good to see yeah, before. Like, I don't – didn't he, like, not play in, like, four to seven games? Yeah, but the games that he did play, I mean – Fucking just well, I mean, I get being hurt. Where the fuck is Bam? Bro, play, where is Bam? Yeah, and again, like, Bam, like just Bam can't come to the phone right now. It was bad. Like he had one game throughout that whole seven game series. That was that See, was dude, good. Talking about the series is randomly giving me a cramp in my leg. <laughs> bro, what the fuck? It was like, ugly. Honestly, you guys can go. Can't I mean, it, it, I just I didn't like the series, but the Celtics go to the finals. It was cool to see um, a different team like that in the finals. I'll you know say what that it much. is. You know what it is. I feel like the real this series got appreciated by like the real defensive minded people because it was a great defensive series. I'll tell you that much. Like this, this I, series was appreciated by the people who loved the early. I, I appreciate that, sure. but every game was lopsided. That's my only thing. Yeah. Every game we had some real horrible basketball being played, regardless of the defense. 
Yeah. Like, I'm watching yeah, Bam out of bio miss fucking layups. Hey, you can't make them all big dogs. I don't think Duncan Robinson made a three. He hardly played. They barely okay. played him. He made, he made seven for 24 in the whole series. 29%, and he got paid like 60 mil for his three-point shooting. And meanwhile, I was struggling at work during those days. So, like, can I get some I'll go on and, you know what I mean? Like, I'll, I'll, get, I'll get in there and injure. I'll, I'll injure another player on the team. I'll go fucking out there and punch Jason Tatum in his face. I, like, give me the money. <laughs> oh, that's a fact. You think, you think your punch to Jason Tatum's face is going to injure him? Yeah. It might make him scared. Okay. <laughs> like, It'll shake him up a bit because he wasn't expecting me to punch him in the face, and now I did. Right. Now, what? now he's just ran. Now he's just ran. If he beats my ass, he's done. He's cooked. I'm the one that's cooked regardless, he's but if done. he beats he's my cooked. ass, he's cooked. <laughs> you do that shit in the middle of the Eastern Conference Finals, that, that'll rattle anybody. I think and if I would, the Heat I win, think and if the Heat go on to win because like I rattle Jason Tatum's cage and they somehow win the finals, hey, I get a ring. And I'm selling that shit. I made mad money. Hey, I get a ring. They they're not they're and not. I'm a hero. <laughs> and I'm a hero, bro. I punched Jason Tatum in the face. Hero. I brought back basketball, baby. That's a fact. Don't ever go to Boston. Don't ever go to Boston. <laughs> so are we are we good on this series or Matt, do you have Yeah, fuck this series. It was bad, bro. All right. It was a shit show. So Warriors and Mavericks. Um again, this was like we we were just trying to get to the end of the season at this point, I think. Because um, the Warriors defeat the Mavericks, they make it look easy. We knew what it was at this but point. But this series specifically was the series that Warriors basketball was back and booming. Um, you could see like yeah, the flow was, was beautiful. Full effect. Uh, Luca, his magic ran out. He was trying. He he was doing what he, he fought could, back. He was putting up. 40, he definitely fought back. He was putting yeah. up forty points. He was fighting left and right. He was fighting yeah. hard. Uh, but that 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 was that. The Warriors win, and now they're back in the finals. So, I feel like that series was just a case of the Mavericks not having a roster to keep up with the Warriors. Like, they really yeah. didn't do anything wrong, if that makes sense. Like, they didn't, like, lose any games on their own accord. The Warriors were just better than them. Yeah, and low-key, it's not like they were even playing bad defense here or there. It's just like, no one on the Warriors right. averaged more than 23 points. So, it wasn't even like... They were playing bad. It's just like the Warriors were just all around. And on top of that, I think the Mavericks, they um they, they gave their best shots to Phoenix, like their best game plans, their best strategies. They they had to throw at Phoenix to win that series. And now the Warriors yeah. saw them already, yeah. Warriors saw them, watched the film, and was like, all right. And it's yeah. like, like I said, the Suns, I think, were more easily exploitable than the Warriors were. Like, 100%. take Luka out, boom. Outside of, Unless like, jazz. <laughs> no, he said the war the Suns over the Warriors, yeah, not the Yeah, the, the Suns, yeah, Dallas, yeah, the, the Suns are more exploitable than 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 the Warriors are cuz it's like like I said, everybody on the Suns has a designated role. But everybody on the Warriors can do more than one thing. They just do. Like, <laughs> like, it's just like go out and play ball. Oh, like only you guys know how. Steph Curry can he's obviously the best shooter of all time, but he can pass with the best of them. Clay is a sharpshooter and a defensive specialist. Andrew Wiggins is a defensive specialist and he can give you eighteen a night. You know what Draymond Green is, triple double threat almost every time he touches the court. Defensive player to you. Floor general. Like even Kavon Looney had what what the fuck? He had a twenty and twenty game or some shit like that. Like he had a 20-rebound game, like, crazy shit. Like, 
and it's like eighteen. He had eighteen yeah, rebound game. Like shit like that with the Warriors, like you just can't game plan for everything that they got. Yeah, he averaged double double that series, yeah. ten and ten. And then Kevon Looney, bitch. We get to the finals. The one where Vegas said the Celtics had a sixty percent, eighty percent chance of winning, I or some shit. I understand that. I was like, okay, more money for me, I guess. That shit threw me off. That shit threw me off. I was like, what the fuck? Like, even if you thought the Celtics had a good chance, an eighty percent chance of winning is crazy. Bro, it's just because it's the or whoever mentioned it was, it was the syndrome of you watching what they did to KD. The can. Yeah. The containment of I say Giannis, the containment of Giannis. And, yeah. They beat the number one heat the, 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 the number one seed in the East. So they checked off every box that you're supposed to have True. on the the way to a championship. They beaten all the other good competition. Too bad there was another box with the Warriors name in there. So <laughs> But that's the thing. A lot of people didn't really understand how good the Warriors were because the teams yeah. that they played weren't as good as the teams that the Celtics played. But the Warriors still had no difficulty with anybody. They're just it only yeah. looked that way because the Warriors are just head and shoulders above everybody else. Like it really didn't matter who the, who, who they played last year. Nah, didn't they yeah, like didn't they beat every team they played in five, Six. I think? They never they it's, never, until they the never Warriors. touched the game seven. I mean until they the never Celtics touched the game seven. Yeah. At all, at any point during this this, this play playoffs run, they have not touched a game seven. Yeah, so like, yeah, they were they were doing what they had to so, do with ease. I just think this officially man. this officially puts the Warriors' whole dynasty like officially officially puts them up there with the Bulls' dynasty for best dynasties of all time, in my opinion. Oh, all the Jordans fans, six for six, six for six. I mean, yeah, but at the same time, I mean, <laughs> fuck, you know, to be. Oh, no, I agree with you. I agree with you. Fuck it, up. This is honestly, I give it the edge over the, the Bulls because if there, if there was ever one blueprint to building a successful franchise, this would be it. Home, home. I don't know if I would give them the home edge. Home players, training them the right way, actually investing in them, uh, getting the top free agent. You know, winning the championship before you do that, winning a couple more with that, retooling, coming back and winning another—it's—it's it's impressive. It's honestly beautiful and impressive. It is. It 100% is impressive. It's definitely something that a lot of people were writing off. Like, bro, all these big-time sports analysts and people who know the game, this and a third. The Warriors are yeah, never going to win another championship in this era. Like, right. it was come easy on. to see because when you think about it, it's literally just—it's simplified to this. Draymond and Steph, well, between Jordan Poole, Steph, and Clay Thompson, and then now Andrew Wiggins, and then Draymond Green, that's just a nasty five to have on the floor at the same time. Yeah, but when you have yeah, Draymond Green yeah. passing to those three, and then Andrew Wiggins just open and can knock down that shot anytime that you pass it to him, it's 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 freakish. And then you got like straight-up athletes off the bench that ate their vegetables growing up, clearly. <laughs> so. My son Kuminga, my son Moody. Gary Payton. My son Gary Iggy. Payton. That is my guy. Iggy. Gary Payton, Juan Toscano Anderson, all of them. All of them were putting in I work. Mean, for the little things that matter. On the Celtics matter. side, you know, kudos to them. A hell of a run. 
Run that I definitely didn't see, but a hell of a run that made sense. No luck to it. It was a grind. They they toughed it. They toughed no, their way was, there. It was a win win. I um, wouldn't be surprised to see them back. Honestly, I wouldn't have been surprised if they won the finals. To be honest with you, um, it's just the Warriors were just better. They everything that was going on was just them better. Uh, you know, the Celtics maybe maybe a healthy a health well because everyone was hurt by that point on both teams. Everyone was drained and hurt. But I think like if Marcus Smart was a little bit healthier, maybe that makes a huge difference. Um, but overall, yeah, Warriors they pool part Jordan pool for a second. What a guy, man. What a, a shitstorm he was in his rookie year, but what a guy he is now. That's a fact. I'm proud of that guy. He's cute, too. Like, oh, my God. Yeah, he's wildin'. He's wildin'. <laughs> We're going to disregard everything that that man just said. Take it all back. I don't care if it was good or not. Take it all back. Everything he said. But, um, yeah, honestly. Nah, put the glasses back on, bro. Just stop. You're bugging right now. You're fucking the fuck up. Got me fucked up. <laughs> what are you doing out here? <laughs> nah, what the fuck was that? This nigga just fucked Matt completely up. He fucked him all the way up. You better not take that out. I want people to hear how mookie you nah, are. Man. Fuck out of here. Good thing I'm the editor, baby. <laughs> uh, yeah, what are... For, let, let's wrap up the playoffs, wrapping up this episode. What are some of your guys' final final takes? For me, I thought this was just – it was just a real season for me. It was just like – it was one of those just – it was just real. It was passionate and real. Warriors come out on top. Great story. You know me. I'm a sucker for great stories. Warriors win. I'm content with it. Steph gets his final MVP. Um, his finals MVP. Clay comes back. It, it was storybook for him. Draymond proves the proves the haters wrong once again. Jordan Poole makes a name for himself. Wiggins, proves Wiggins the haters wrong. completely shuts down the world's opinion of him. Besides me, I'll I'll forever brag that I was on this guy's train the entire time. You were. I, it was you logical. Were. I mean, I get why some I get why people would kind of roast him because he 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 was he was a dickhead in Minnesota, but he didn't know better because the system was just stupid. He he was young. He didn't know dumb, he didn't know what good basketball was for a while. <laughs> He didn't. He didn't get to feel yeah. good basketball. So I always felt it a top him, player in the world it took going him a year to the top with the Warriors team. To get Only it. good things can happen from that. Yeah. A top player in the world. Okay. He's a, mm-hmm. in the NBA. Yeah. He's one of the top fifty oh, players. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, thought, okay. And, I would safely okay. say he's a yeah, top that's... fifty player, maybe top seventy five. In my in my head, in my head, number one in, overall. In my head, pick. it was top player in the league. Have some level of yeah. skill to be a number one overall. Right, and that's what I, I mean. mean it, it's going to come out eventually. So I thought the Warriors, it was the perfect storm. Damn, I'm just looking at numbers. My son Clay in the finals shot 35% oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. from the field. <laughs> I didn't know that. I was just the looking. I was like, oh, we, don't, we just don't talk about that. We just don't talk about that. We're just, we're just happy that Clay won a ring. Like, this is another. <laughs> we're just happy for Clay. We don't need to talk about that. <laughs> I'm one, back, said, I'm one of those people back. that I don't really care how efficiently you shoot. Just hit the shots that matter. Do the things that are going to win us the game. The, the right. shots that count. As long like Marcus as we Smart, win the game, like I said, that's all that matters to me. Marcus Smart in that Heat series, he hit the shots he needed to. He played the defense he needed to. He averaged 16-6-6, six, shot like 36%. But you, 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 you did what you needed to player. do for the team to win. And we don't, fucking de- we, don't, we don't depend on you to shoot 50% anyway. 
And Loki, that's you know, I'm, that's why I'm a huge Kobe guy, man. It's just like right, like Kobe's missed the most shots in NBA history, but right. the shots that he but made he's also made some of the most important ones. Yeah, right. Like I did his hate stat made him the third best player of all time. <laughs> Fuck Max Kellerman. Like stat is mad annoying. Like stat horse. Right. Hashtag. I'm putting that right down no. there right now. Stat literally hashtag stat horse. Literally, bro, because it's like, all right, yeah, you did that efficiently, but it's the eye test lost. too, man. You got to put that into. You it, didn't man. win anything. You lost. You lost to the inefficient guy. Why? Because he does the things that matter when they matter. Facts. So speaking so, of the day, it's time. It's time for the irrelevant draft fact. Here we of go. The day. I knew it. I knew it. We're gonna take you back. To 1987 for some reason. God damn, bro. How the fuck are we going to take him back? (laughs) We weren't even alive. (laughs) We were all born 10 years later. There was a player. Give or take. (laughs) Holy shit. Why were so many players drafted? They had an 160. Okay, yeah, that's the draft fact of the day. He's just looking at the army draft. 160. There was 161 players drafted, but the one player I wanted to talk about... How many rounds did they have back then? Holy fuck. Seven. And it's crazy because no no one in the seventh round round even played a game of basketball. Ha! Yo, what? Some guy no, named Sarunas Mar- Marciu Leonis was the he played he played for seven years and averaged I don't know he sucked oh twelve point eight points per game whoa okay you know what that is the irrelevant draft fact of the day someone that was drafted one hundred and twenty seven his name was Sarunas Marciu Leonis. On the Golden State Warriors, played for seven years and averaged 12.8 points per game his whole career. Yo, what's crazy is this guy probably isn't an unknown, but he's just fucking his name. I say I'm 100% sure that 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 is not his name. (laughs) (laughs) One sec, let me look. I promise you he's not. Because he just randomly bursted on the scene. He averaged 18.9 points in the 91 to 92 season. An injury took him out because he wasn't the same after a knee injury. I remember like it was yesterday. No, this is that this actually happened. There was a game where he he scored thirty five. They could they you, you know his comparisons of all time. His best comparisons are Zach Levine, OJ Mayo, Jeremy Lin. Maurice Bro, these Evans. are all players after him. How the fuck is he being Anthony compared Martin. to them? No, I'm saying no. Like, these guys are being compared oh, to like him. similarity, like the like similar. Career. Yo, what? What? You said, hold on, because you said Anthony Morrow. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's it, bro. That's <laughs> he it. Was that's, a it. Shooter. that's it. That's it. <laughs> Yo, over. what team was he? What team was he on? Anthony Morrow played for a bunch of teams. No, no, no. This draft guy in '87. He was draft. This is a lot to go through. Not to who he was drafted to. He wasn't on that team. I'm looking. Sarunas Marcelionis did not play his first two years. He... Oh, okay. okay. Wow, he was on the... Okay, that's dark. Nice All right, boys. Years. So, with that being said... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> with that being said... 
Uh, that That's was what I'll see him on the fucking 89 team. What the fuck? Bro, they had seven rounds. Bro, bro. Thomas is getting attacked, and you dead ass sitting here worried about, about this bullshit. Oh, no, nah, V-Man, this man's name is crazy. With that being said, this man's we're cutting it there. He was from the Soviet <laughs> Union. The pro oh, league in the baby. Soviet Union. All right, so we're going to end it there. Thank you for watching another episode of the Build Different Podcast. This was a long episode. We love you guys. Shout out to Belgium. Shut the fuck up, Matt. (laughs) Let's get it.